the Blaze Radio Network. On demand, Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Friday. <laughs> the week, weeks go by so fast. It's it just it seems like it it was just Monday. Here we are at the end of the week already. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Since it it is Friday, it's like fair game. Any anything you want to talk about, we can talk about the. Uh, all the old and the new sexual allegations. Uh, Jerusalem being declared the capital of Israel by Donald Trump this week. The gay wedding cakes are now being heard by the Supreme Court. Uh, also, Planned Parenthood. The DA, DOJ is about to start investigating Planned Parenthood for selling baby parts. It's about time. So, hey, that would be fair game or... If you're in the mood to lighten things up, we can hear about your uh, Christmas traditions. Best Christmas song, maybe the the worst Christmas song. Well, you know the best one. I mean, there's not even a discussion. We could just go ahead and wrap this up right now. Don't even what? Don't even start with You know which one it is. The barking jingle dogs or the whatever they jingle are. Jingle dogs, not the barking jingle dog. They're singing. They're, They're the singing <laughs> dogs. That is, it's embarrassing. That that is so bad. It's not bad. It's and it makes me angry when it comes on the on the radio. Wait, makes it, it dogs physically sing. It make causes you angry? an actual reaction in me. That well, it, let's talk about this. What happens? Uh, I get very irate. It's just stupid. It's I don't want to hear dogs barking on the radio. They're not hear barking. It. They're. I don't want to hear my dog barking singing. in real life. Certainly don't want him barking on a record. Oh. Well, Bo, <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 888-933-93. Also, some breaking news. The the girl who's, I think this was the 16-year-old in the Roy Moore allegations. She is the one who, uh, she says he signed her yearbook. And there's some interesting aspects about that. Now, she was just interviewed. What do you think about the Republicans that say they believe people like you, but they'd rather have a Republican in that seat than a Democrat? Is the party more important, really, than what, what happened? I feel like my incident is being just swept under the rug, literally, mm-hmm. because he's a Republican. Okay, and then there was this little revelation. Do you remember... It said something innocuous like, hey, I wanted to sign this myself on her yearbook. Um, you know, you couldn't be a better or sweeter girl or something. There was nothing incriminating at all. And then the big deal was he said he'd never even heard of that restaurant. Well, he signed it with the name of the restaurant at the end. That wasn't him, as she kind of notes here. Beverly, he signed your yearbook. He did sign it. And you made some notes underneath. Yes, and she made some notes underneath, like the name of the restaurant. So he didn't he he could have been told, telling the truth that he'd never heard heard of the uh, restaurant. Yeah, and he no, didn't know it. No follow up from ABC. None. And there's a That's, tight edit there. So if there was, and they yeah, just very didn't bizarre, like it. very bizarre, uh, very fishy, very suspect. Hmm. Kind of kind of interesting.
And, and I don't remember what the horrible allegation was with her. Uh, he took her behind the restaurant or something. Was that her? No, I. No, this is the one, right? That uh, boy, good grief! I don't even. Know. I don't know. There's so I mean, so many of these <laughs> I now. Was, no, I think you're right. I think it was that one. Yeah, and I I don't yeah. know that he did anything to her necessarily, but she got scared, or uh, he eventually left her alone. I mean, none of them are actually alleging rape. He, he or. Think, on isn't, isn't, isn't she the one where she said that um, he actually tried to force a sex act or something? I think that's the one. Um, Maybe. Yeah. but Yeah, that could be. Oof. We'd have to go back and review. But she didn't say that in the beginning. She just said, he's something. This is it. Here's the proof. Well, now we find out she was writing on it, too. So that completely changes the whole complexion of that charge. Interesting. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Matt in Minnesota. Matt, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Hey, I called in a few weeks ago. I'm the gay rape survivor who shared his story with you guys. Okay. I thank you for giving me that opportunity. You bet. Um, So I am a gay Christian liberal. I think I'm a rare breed uh, to find. Mm-hmm. I'm also a very rare breed to find on the Blaze Radio Network. I know that much. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, and I guess on that point, one of the reasons I used to listen to the Young Turks, as uh, you have criticized them in the past, sure. you and Glenn and people, mm-hmm. and I don't listen to them anymore. One, they're too angry, and two, I knew what they were going to say. The reason why I'm a liberal, but I listen to you and Glenn and Doc in the morning is because you guys challenge me and you challenge my opinions. And I'll have, sometimes I have arguments in my living room with you. Uh-huh. Uh, and I sometimes want to yell at my phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but basically, if I can't argue my side effectively on what you're saying, right? then I have to ask myself, why do I believe what I'm saying right now, or, or why am I getting so angry at the points you're making? And sometimes I feel like it's like, okay, we agree just to disagree. Yeah. And then do we ever change your mind on, on issues? Um, on tons of things. Really? Wow. That's great. Um, one of the things has been the, uh, gay, uh, wedding cake, uh, issue recently. You've come around on that. Uh, I I'm on the fence. On okay. It. I am definitely more to where now that I've listened to what you guys have said and I've listened to the people you've interviewed kind of lay out um, the arguments of these bakers mm-hmm. who were uh, people you've had on your show, people who've been on Glenn's show. Mm-hmm. And their argument isn't that because you're gay, we won't sell you anything. The argument right. is we will literally sell you anything in this store, just not use artistic talent to create something for your wedding. Mm-hmm. I may not agree with that or I may not like that, but I actually can see I would actually be all right saying that, yes, they have a right to do that. Wow. Well, that's and okay. And no, if that is how they feel, I don't want to force them 
Like, why would I even want to force them right. to make a cake? And that's that's the silliest. Make- that's the silliest part of that whole situation is uh, why why not find somebody who's going to be happy to make the cake for you? It's, right, exactly. It's just ridiculous. Like, I'll go down the block. Right, and that's that was, I guess, the thing that really changed my mind when I heard that the bakers said, "We will refer you to somebody who wants to make a cake for you." Right. I'm like, what? Well, then what's the issue? Yeah, the issue is they've got an agenda, right? I mean, they right. they want to prove and, a point, and they do, and yeah. that's actually why I called in is because I despise Al Franken, and I have been arguing with Democrats pretty much all my friends and family, because uh, I feel like, okay, guys, if we're going to be liberal and you want to call out the other side for being inconsistent, then we have to be consistent. Yeah. I did not support Hillary Clinton. I did not support Donald Trump because I had questions about both their paths and about both of the accusers. Um, I think the day that you guys interviewed me on this show, I said I would vote for Roy Moore, but that week two more women came uh, forward against Roy Moore. So then I stopped saying I'd support Roy Moore. Okay. Um, I voted for Franken twice. I regret that. One, because I don't like what he's done in the Senate. But two, because of I don't believe he has a right to be there. And I believe he should have had he had any credibility, had the Democrats had any credibility after the first woman came out, they should have called for him to step down. Yeah, no question. And it's and it's like he doesn't have any honor or credibility. And I even had uh, a debate with my mom over the phone last night when she was like, well, he's going to stay in there for a few more weeks because an important vote might come up. And I go, Mom. You're losing all credibility here. This isn't about politics. It's not about votes. He, any Democrat, any Republican that abuses women Hmm. does not deserve the right to vote in the Senate. (laughs) That's right. They they should get gone to the curb. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I voted for Jill Stein uh, in the – 2016 election, I believe you'd call me and her a uh, socialist. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, it's it's that's one of those things we can agree to disagree. And I'm just like, hey, as long as you can live consistency consistently with what you believe, and I'm living consistently at least in my beliefs. Mm-hmm. We can at least have a conversation there and say, hey, I may not agree with you, but you're standing on the principles you believe in, and I can respect that at the end of the day. I mean, that's that's exactly right. Appreciate it, Matt. And and if everybody on your side of the aisle had that kind of attitude, uh, we could be together. We could come together in this country. We wouldn't be so divided and so uh, at each other's throats all the time. Yeah, and I was glad to hear uh, Matt, a self-described liberal, talk about how you've been changing his mind on some things. And as we learned earlier this week, Mm -hmm. you're also um, doing the work of bringing families together. Right. So, I mean, you are, maybe you should, is it, is it too late yes. for like a I mean, Time Magazine t- person, person of the year? Of the year? Can, we, can we get an addendum there? afraid or? it is a little too late, Honorable but maybe mention? next year. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Pat next Gray. year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 888-900-3393. 
Uh, we also had an impeachment vote go down in flames yesterday. Amazingly, the Democrats uh, tried to impeach uh, Donald Trump, and the House voted 364 to 58 against uh, doing that. So it uh, so close. <laughs> was just razor-thin <laughs> edge there. 888 Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. These are good guys. These are... It, it's... The little company that could, uh, that you've got the big mobile operations that are donating tens of millions of dollars every year to causes in which we don't believe, like Planned Parenthood and gun control. Well, Patriot Mobile takes up to 5% of your monthly bill, and they donate it to pro-life organizations, to keeping religious freedom intact, and uh, maybe the NRA, so that we can uphold the Second Amendment. And right now, we really need a push to support Patriot Mobile. They are the only conservative cell phone company in this fight. Um, Patriot Mobile is willing to join this fight, but we got to do it before it's too late. That's why Patriot Mobile is doing something special for the Christmas season. If you join Patriot Mobile on any of their talk, text, and data plans during the month of December, you'll get you'll receive a new uh, iPhone S, a new phone iPhone 5S for one penny a month. When you commit to supporting them for 24 months, that's up to two per customer. So it's a tremendous deal. You can get in on it by calling them right now at 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT or visit them at PatriotMobile.com. That's PatriotMobile.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. It's Fair Game Friday, 888 So, you we talk about anything uh, during the course of the week, whether it's the uh, gay wedding cake situation going to the U.S. Supreme Court or all of these sexual allegations, whatever's on your mind, uh, or maybe just something fun and, and innocuous like uh, your, your favorite Christmas songs or the least favorite. Hmm. Uh, during the break, Keith yeah. is playing the stupid barking jingle Wait, dogs or whatever stupid? they are. Stupid! I don't understand. So bad. I mean, the only thing I hate more than that is Grandma got run over by. Okay, a now that's horrible. But I mean, the dogs are trained. I mean, they don't even bark over the instrumental interlude. They know when yeah, to. I know. Sing on key at different pitches. Really something. They're yeah. trained. It's amazing. It's incredible. They can bark in harmony. It's it's really wonderful. It's genius. Also, Nikki Haley has cast some doubt. Over whether the U.S. Olympic team is even going to participate in the Korean uh, Winter Games. I, I didn't know that that was up in the wow. air until maybe yesterday. Hmm. Uh, she said that still to be decided. It's an open question. I've not heard anything about that, she said. But I do know in the talks that we have, whether it's Jerusalem or North Korea, it's about how do we protect the U.S. citizens in the area. Uh, but the goal, she said, is for athletes to compete. Are you you can't take this from them. I mean, if they if they are afraid for their safety to the point where they don't want to go to Korea, let them decide that. Uh, the government shouldn't. I mean, you can't take this from athletes who have trained their entire life for this moment. 
it's finally here, and then you just take you pull the rug out from under them, and then they have they have to wait another four years, and maybe it's too late by then. So, uh, hopefully, they won't stand in the way like they did in 1980 uh, for for the American team. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, David in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, guys. Hi. I want to make a quick comment about this the gay bakery thing. Um, you guys remember a couple months ago, it was a gay coffee shop owner in I don't remember it was Washington or Oregon, where some Christians went in there and they got him on tape. He said some pretty vile, disgusting things to those people because they were Christian. And refused to serve them, made them leave the store. And it's kind of funny we haven't heard any more about that. Yeah. Do you recall that? Uh, I'm I'm not even sure I knew about the incident. Have you heard about that? Yeah, Glenn he, had something on that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm talking I, about where they were. Um, the gay owner just told him, you know, get out of here, just go away. And um, he said some really nasty things to him yeah. about doing his boyfriend in front of him, and then oh, wow. doing Jesus or something crazy like that. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, real the nasty. Same one? Wow. Yeah. Look uh, it but, up. Look at- yeah, but but that's okay, right? He, that guy's yeah, not in any trouble. That's not discrimination. No, no, no. You can no, do anything you want. It's really fascinating to see this. Uh, that you can you can do anything. You can say anything. Just like Chris Matthews the other day, uh, saying that Christians' beliefs are crazy and mythical uh, over Jerusalem. Uh, he, they didn't get any flack for that. Uh, plus, you can oh, throw you're a left winger. You can yeah, say it. Yep, that's absolutely right. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the story now. A cafe owner kicked a group of Christians out of his coffee shop because he was offended by their leaflets calling for the abolition of abortion. Oh, yeah. Duh, poof. We want to save babies. Sorry. Sorry to piss you off like that. Members of the Abolish Human Abortion Group decided to take a break from leafletting at Seattle's Bedlam Cafe. But when the owner, who is uh, gay realized who was drinking in his shop he reacted furiously he told the group to leave because he's gay <laughs> in the in the video he says i'm gay you have to leave asked as if he's deny are you denying a service he said yes this is offensive to me i i own the place i have the right to be offended well yeah you can be offended that doesn't mean you can kick us out do you tolerate my pl- my presence? I've got my boyfriend and uh, says he's going to do this right here in front of them. Would you tolerate it? <laughs> the group members respond by saying they would tolerate it and saying it's his choice. Point out they have gone into his shop without making a fuss. Uh, even though the decorated the shop is decorated with LGBT rainbow flags. But that still didn't calm him down. Uh, he still went nuts on him. Wow. But again, yeah, that's fine because it's the other way around. There was there was also the Christian that asked the gay baker to make a Bible cake, a cake in the shape of a Bible. He said no. They took him to court. He won. He won. The court said no. He doesn't. He doesn't have to make a Bible cake. That that's offensive to him. Oh, <laughs> well. Okay. Uh, sure how that works but uh, uh, okay 
So apparently, if if you're Christian, if if you're in the majority in this country, we apparently have no protections. Uh, discrimination against Christians is perfectly acceptable and perfectly fine and completely legal. It's a social double standard, if you will. It's unbelievable, too. It's just, I mean, it's everywhere. America's youth seem to be accepting socialism at a really alarming rate. Uh, John Della Volpe, who's been polling millennials for 17 years, got in front of about 150 students at Elon University and took a survey for Harvard University's Institute of Politics. Uh, he found out that 42% of younger Americans say they support capitalism, uh, but only 19% of them identified themselves as capitalists. Maybe it had to do with the American dream and how capitalism was correlated with it, but a lot of young people just don't believe in it anymore. We don't trust capitalism because we don't see ourselves getting ahead. Largely because of these kinds of millennials born you know in the 80s and 90s socialism has moved from being taboo because of its association with i don't know oppressive governments and poverty to something that's found rising appeal among the millennials uh grace magnus an elon freshman freshman has experienced the shift firsthand her great-grandfather she said was named uh eugene debs after the late labor leader who ran for president Five times for the Socialist Party. He was so embarrassed about it when he was older that he would never introduce himself using his full name. For her, she says, socialism has gotten less spooky. It's no longer associated with communism the way it was. Straight up, capitalism seems like it has a lot of potential to be really corrupt. Yeah, not socialism, though, because you know... (laughs) <laughs> that governments, you can trust big governments yeah. completely. Yeah, I mean, that a government can never be corrupt. Yeah. It's only capitalists that get corrupt. It's, well, yeah, communism itself hasn't just, it's just never been tried properly. It's never been done right. Done right. Isn't that the, isn't that the thing? It's a perfect system. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have to do it right. Yeah. Hm. Y- young people across the generations tend to be viewed, um, as more left-leaning than their elders. Well, yes. And why is that? Because the left has gotten control of our education system. And so this is what's coming of it now. More of these kids have a favorable view of socialism than they do of capitalism. How is that possible? Even in communist China, the only thing that saved that nation is capitalism. And doing a hybrid of, of government-run capitalism. It took, you know, it brought 400 million Chinese out of abject poverty. 400 million. It completely changed the face of that nation. Was it the co- communism that did that for them? No. No. They finally were forced into adopting this hybrid. Now, if they'd go completely capitalist, if they'd, if they'd offer freedom to their people, they'd go even further. They're not going to, but it would be very advantageous to them if they did. But, of course, in the school system, we're taught that socialism equals uh, justice. Everybody's equal in a socialism system. There's no inequality in socialism because, well, and that's partially true because everybody's dirt poor. Everybody's equally poor under socialism. 
except for the ruling class. And it's a little bit different. Or as Winston Churchill said, if you're not a liberal at 20, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative at 40, you have no brain. <laughs> Brilliant. There you go. Winston Brilliant. Churchill. Although I was I, I was never a liberal, even young, so maybe I didn't have any heart. I don't know. But well, you are um, a cold-hearted yeah. bastard mm-hmm. from I the know. beginning. I know. It. it wasn't like a transformation. You were just hatched nope. that way. That's right. Huh. Uh, also, one of the accusers of Al Franken was disappointed in his speech yesterday because, as we said, he pretty much denied everything. We'll tell you about that uh, coming up here in just a few minutes. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed on the way. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, it's free for all Friday, fair game Friday. Whatever uh, you, whatever is on your mind that you maybe didn't get a chance to comment on during the course of the week, um, or maybe it's just something that occurred to you today. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to uh, Rhonda in Florida. You're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Uh, Merry Christmas. You too. Hey, you know, I just have really been concerned, like you are, that conservatives just get so tongue-tied when they're trying to, uh, you know, support uh, their own decisions. And, um, you know, going to this whole sexual harassment and all this, um, you know, I was not a huge fan of Donald Trump, um, but I was even less of a fan than Hillary Clinton. And, you know, most people vote their conscience, what's dear to their heart. And um, in reading an article in the American Family Association Journal by Matt Walsh, he really states that life, if we can't define what life is, then everything else flows from that. And so when looking at those two candidates, um, I really put uh, abortion Uh, and right to life ahead of everything else because um, if, you know, life is valuable because it's life, and if we deny this, then what else is there? Yeah. Um, So um, I know that women's rights, and and it's despicable when when men uh, just, you know, are sexual predators on women. I'm not saying that it's, it's a good thing at all. It's terrible. But if if a baby girl doesn't even get to grow up to be a woman, if if she's murdered in the womb, she has no rights at all. She has no rights to even grow up to have. So I I think we get tongue-tied there. And, you know, uh, it's just like in the Scott Peters case when he um, murdered his wife, Lacey, his pregnant wife. He was charged with two counts of murder. But – 
it, that's because the, the pregnancy was wanted. But if the pregnancy's unwanted, then suddenly it's not murder anymore. So, you know, what is it? Is it life or is it not life? Yeah. And, and it just seems like we yeah. have uh, it's life if we want it. And if it's unwanted, then it's not life. And, um, and of course, there so, can't be any distinction there because life is life. Life is life. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know why the American uh, United States <laughs> courts want to have it all ways. I, I don't know why Scott Peterson was charged with two counts of murder instead of just one if, you know, they can murder millions of unborn yeah. babies. All time. It's really true. Thanks for the call, Rhonda. Uh, and you see that all over the country where pregnant women have been killed. Uh, oftentimes, they're charged, whoever killed them, charged with a double a murder because they killed the baby, too. Uh, so it doesn't make sense from that standpoint that f- for some reason when you want an abortion, that's not killing the baby. But if somebody kills the mother with the baby inside, you've killed the baby strange there's no consistency in our society absolutely none in that way it does make sense since nothing makes sense cameron in idaho you're on the blaze hi hey uh i just thought it was hilarious uh, a while ago um a connection i noticed to the movie scrooged yeah that uh that clip of lawrence o'donnell yelling at his crew to stop the hammering that just reminded me of Frank Cross and his crew in the movie to stop the gosh dang hammering. <laughs> Will you please, for the love of... Yeah. Yes, uh, that's true. I'm surprised you guys didn't notice it at the time. That's why I didn't actually call in, but uh, now it's Christmas, so I can bring it up again. All right, I'm glad you did. Right. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, yeah, because that's a huge part of that movie. I, I love that movie. And I wonder if we still have that, where he just goes nuts. Um no, we'll look for that during the break. Steve in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Pat, wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to know exactly how Al Franken remembers his encounters? Yes, I would. With the women he assaulted? I mean, wouldn't you like it? <laughs> is that not must-see TV? Yes. It, it's, it's just so ridiculous that nobody's asked him. Well, how do you remember it then? How do you remember it? If it's different, exactly. in what way? Are you calling them liars? I mean, there's got to be some follow-up to that. But don't they have to be believed? <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> according to the left, they have to be believed. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. That's why this has been, in some ways, kind of satisfying this week. <laughs> <laughs> to watch Franken squirm like he has been. Uh, because they're the ones who said that. He said it yesterday. They've got to be taken... I think he said they have to be taken seriously. They must be listened to and they must be taken seriously. So he's really careful about how he's couching all of that because he's trying to have it both ways. So it's interesting to listen to. Uh, To hear in Texas, you're on the blaze. To hear? Line seven. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Brother Love. Pat, how's it going? (laughs) Doing good. (laughs) <laughs> well, I thought I would call in and lighten things up a little bit. Um, All right. uh, coming from the mean streets of Missoula, uh, mm. I would like to say my favorite Christmas song, the song that really gets me going every year, is um, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul, uh, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, every would... time I hear those bells, it just puts me in the mood. Although I have to say, um, this year, luckily, 
this morning when I woke up, there was an inch and a half of snow on the ground. So that kind of put me in the mood. <laughs> and where do you live? Where in Texas are you? Uh, Victoria. In Victoria, there's an inch and a half of snow? <laughs> yeah, it's You snowing. guessed it. So much for global warming, right? <laughs> wow. Wow, that's pretty cool. All right, thanks, yeah. Junior. Yeah, south of uh, uh, which, south, south Texas. Yeah, that's south it. Texas. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's past Houston. Yeah, so it's snowing basically south Texas diagonally up toward the northeast into north Georgia right now. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. and we didn't get any. No, we did not. And, and it was 23 degrees last night here. That's... 23. It, it hardly ever gets yeah. uh, that cold. Yep, that cold with no precipitation, opportunity lost. Yeah, doggone it. Now, you were holding your head when she said simply having I can't a wonderful... Take you, you don't like the, the Paul McCartney song? Ding, ding, ding. I, I, I like it, actually. Okay. I like it, too. Well, it's no singing it's dogs. So. <laughs> no, it, that, and, I'll grant you that. And they can't all be. <laughs> no, they can't. Uh, hopefully, none of them will be uh, that I'm subjected to. I don't to. understand. It's Elizabeth so in Wisconsin, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat and Keith. Mm. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, okay. I thought you were in there for a second. No, we're here. Okay. Um, well, what I was calling about was um, a Christmas tradition, mm-hmm. and this is one that I began a long time ago in the early 70s, um, and I had, I, I'm a single parent, and was then two, and was raising my um, children by myself, and so I generally had no money for luxuries, um, you know, most of the time, but, you know, I was their only Santa, and... Uh, so being a terrible parent, I went ahead and lied to them, and I told them that, you know, everybody gives Santa milk and cookies or leaves it for um, Santa, and I was concerned that Santa might get too fat and his reindeer wouldn't be able to pull the sleigh and crash into a roof and nobody would ever have Christmas again, <laughs> and so um, we should leave Santa some pizza and wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and that's that of course is very very low calorie, right? Pizza and wine. That 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 won't hurt anybody. They were one uh one, one two and 4 years old. They didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So anyhow. So um so I thought I mean because I always did a nice Christmas for them even though, you know, like we were pretty totally broke, but um so I you know, I had no money for luxuries for myself. So I told them that, and then I did go out and buy a bottle of wine and pizza and leave that for Santa every Christmas. Now, we're still doing that, and uh, they're in their late 40s. Wow. That's really fun. That's that's cool when those traditions stick and uh, uh, become just become part of your, your, the, your holiday enjoyment every single year. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, Gina in Arizona, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. I just had a quick question. I'd like to hear your perspective on, as you know, the terms conservative and right are used interchangeably. Left and liberal are used interchangeably. Mm -hmm. I see myself very much in the middle on some issues. I'm liberal, Um, for example, gay marriage. On some things, I'm conservative. However, I would say, just self-identifying, I'm very much on the right. (laughs) I don't identify with the left at all. Okay. So in other words, when it comes to gay marriage, I don't think government should be involved at all. That would be more of a right perspective. Um, just some thoughts on those terms, how they're thrown around. And the reason I think it's important to talk about it 
is because they're used interchangeably. I think that's a lot of the misconception, or at least that's what I'm confronted with. Yeah. Oh, well, you're on the right, which I definitely will tell people I'm on the right. And I think automatically they assume where I stand on issues, liberal versus conservative. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I, I think those are important terms because appreciate the call, Gina. Uh, people get confused all the time. And, um, you know, Glenn's been saying for a while that he doesn't like to be called conservative. He wants to be called mm, constitutionalist. constitutionalist. Um, and I, I think that's that's a pretty good description for people like us who want the Constitution adhered to. We want it followed. Uh, we are strict traditionalists as far as the Constitution is concerned. Libertarian is another pretty good term, although so many libertarians are, you know, a little bit left of center on certain things like social issues. Um, but if you if you want smaller government, you know, that's that's conservatism, right? Conserv- the smaller the government, the, the better things are. Um, and so I tend to identify as a small government constitutionalist. Whether that's conservatism anymore, I don't know, because, I mean, people are calling Donald Trump conservative now, and he's anything but. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Daily Beast is reporting that the Department of Justice, under the leadership of uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, is taking steps now to investigate Planned Parenthood, largest provider of abortion in the United States. The investigation appears to be about fetal tissue, which is harvested from the children that are aborted and sold to medical labs and clinics for a profit. That's illegal. They shouldn't be doing it. And clearly, we have seen a lot of evidence that they are doing it. Defenders of the practice say that the exchange of money helps subsidize the cost of the abortion and the labor involved in harvesting the tissue. Critics, including pro-life organizations, say the abortion providers are profiting from fetuses. Creating a perverse incentive to seek out more abortions. In a report uh, produced by the Senate Judiciary Committee, Republicans in December, contracts between biomedical research corporations and Planned Parenthood affiliates were exposed to some scrutiny. And the report detailed the specimen service fees that biomedical researcher ch- researchers uh, charge for tissue from twenty t- from a twenty week old fetus. So they charge $325 for a fetus's brain, $650 for two eyes, and question whether the biomedical research corporations profited from the disbursement of the fetal tissue. I mean, how despicable, how disgusting, how macabre is it to be selling fetus brains and eyes? Just, is this what we want to be involved in? Conversation in the United States of America. In America. So yeah, it's time for the Department of Justice to investigate Planned Parenthood. Despicable. Uh, Gotenna Mesh powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network. That means you can send texts and GPS locations without a cell tower or a router. Or a satellite. And when you think about all the things that have happened lately, the hurricanes, the fires, the shootings, um, sometimes cell service is just unavailable. That's where this comes in. You just pair this device with your phone using the GoTenna app, or you could leave it unpaired, too, in strategic locations to still relay communication from one one device to another. 
So you can create a pop-up mesh network anytime, anywhere, even without a cell tower. And right now, when you go to GoTenna.com, use the promo code PAT15, you'll get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs. So don't wait until you need it. Don't wait until you're thinking, oh, man, I got no way to communicate with my family. Do it right now. Visit GoTenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com. GoTenna.com today. Save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I was listening to uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs on the way in this morning. And I thought... I. I would guess nobody knows who this is. Now, don't cheat if you've got a Shazam. Don't use it. Or if you have this CD already, uh, then then don't blow it. But see if you can guess uh, who this artist is on this particular Christmas song. This version of O Come All Ye Faithful. Any idea who that is? Do you, do you have any idea? You don't recognize that. Do I you? think. I think. I, you think this... you know who it is? Yeah, I think I know. Who do you think it is? But I think we've used it uh, before. I know right? we have played it. So over. I don't want to cheat here. You know. I know. I know. 
Yeah. But his initials are, uh, can I say his initials? Yes, yeah, say his initials. D-O? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. That's great. Wait, did, did you know? Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy just knows poked everything. His fat face in here. Did you? I love that song. Yeah. yeah well, uh, sit down for a sec. I would say, though, that the beginning because sounds like a different song. Just the, yeah, the beginning sounds like Desperado. Desperado. That's what I started singing. I mean, yeah, I listen to this. <laughs> at the very, at the, bring it back up, if you would. Bring the sound back up. Desperado. Yeah, well, almost, a little no, bit. If you sounds wait, a little bit like the Eagles. The piano Desperado. keep going. It does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I love that song. He, what, I listen to that all year round, actually. That's do you really? Of, yeah, I do. It's on mm. my phone. That vocal performance is, I, to me, one of the greatest that's ever been done. Clyde plays piano. Yes. Uh, in that song. It's yes. Tremendous. It's David Osmond, if, you, if you're not aware. And uh, Clyde Bowden plays piano. Yes. Uh, uh, I, I, I love that song. And it was actually on the CD that we put together for, yes. for Glenn's Christmas a few years ago. And uh, it's just... Maybe the best version of that song that's ever been done. Absolutely agree. And there's it's fantastic. No reason other than his name why David Osmond isn't a massive superstar. Agreed. He should be a Agreed. singing superstar. And Dave, you know, I mean, I've told you personally in my heart, you are a superstar. So yes, it's okay. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he should be a superstar to everybody, <laughs> other I mean, than me. <laughs> who's who has a voice like that? I know. It's phenomenal. I know. I and, mean, I sound kind of that good. And it was saved, right? His <laughs> yeah, you know, kind of yeah. that good. And what? He's he's the one that had the big struggles with his voice, right? That uh, Is that not accurate? Where, where he was talking to Glenn? Uh, I think he, he did have some, some issues, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. And he has MS. I mean, he's got all kinds of issues. Um, but, I didn't know he belonged to the gang. <laughs> that's MS-13. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, oh, something different? He doesn't have that. Oh, yeah. It's, he, right, was too t- so. he was too tough for him. Never mind. <laughs> but I, I think because his name is Osmond, huh. he's Agreed. just been discounted. Yeah. And it's really sad. It sure is. It's because I mean, he's, his, had a, he's done fairly well. Yeah, he's, he's but, done okay. But he should, do, he should be massive. Yeah, I mean, that Humongous. song alone. Should have sold tens of millions of that, records. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That performance alone yeah. should, should set him, him on, on the top map. of the world. Right. No question. That's right. No but because I he's Alan Osmond's son, for some reason, you know, the Osmonds are kind of shunned now. Yeah, they sure are. It's, it's too bad. It's pathetic. But that happens. You know, when you're, a, when you're a teen idol, when you're a teen success, sometimes it just doesn't translate later in life. And then, I guess, even the rest of your family and well, your offspring look, are punished I mean, with that Osmonds same. Were, right. And they were so big, though. You know, they at one big. time, and you know, they yeah. had, there was the whole family. You know, the Osmonds. It wasn't mm-hmm. just Donnie and Marie, although they were the shining stars out of that. Yeah, you know, but it was the you know that last name. You're right. The, I mean, it's Osmonds. You're, yeah, you know, you're you're same up, thing happened to David Cassidy because he was a teen idol. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just too bad that that their fathers weren't congressmen that walked around their offices in their underwear. Then they just have a congressional seat waiting for them. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, well, Donnie, you know, Donnie does his shows still in purple socks, right? So he's nice. Good. Yeah, but I think he has other clothing on besides the socks. Uh, he doesn't just wear the purple no, socks? What color no. socks are you wearing today, Pat? <laughs> Blue. Well, that's kind of boring. Yeah, I know. You typically I mean, wear a lot want? more fun socks than that. No, I don't. No, he doesn't. Uh, no, I don't. I never wear fun socks. What no, do you he mean? doesn't. He doesn't. I don't. I, well, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm a pretty... I, I've worked with Pat now for how many years? The man takes his shoes off everywhere <laughs> he goes inside a building. <laughs> I know what socks he wears. <laughs> I've seen That's more not, creative not, looking socks on the man's uh, feet. I don't think you have. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Robert. <laughs> Robert in South Carolina. You're all on right, the blaze. Hi. All right. 
Uh, hey, Pat. Hey. I'm going to slow down today. Last time went too fast, no commas, but I'm trying to get through because I know you're in a hurry, so I'll slow it down today, yeah. but okay. I'll talk that way and teach that way. I uh, just wanted to ask you what you thought. Uh, Bill O'Reilly used to say all the time when I watched his show when it was going, and I like him pretty much, some disagreement, especially on spiritual things, but he always said the far left, the bomb door, and then he would always say, well, you got the far right. And I'd listen to him, and it almost sounded like the far right were people that believed in the Constitution and were Christians. I, I mean, he never gave any other detail. And I'm thinking, far right, it sounds like we're being condemned far right for believing the Constitution and being strict constitutionalists and being a Christian. And him, it was always like negative. And I'm saying, I'm mm-hmm. negative, uh, far right. What do you think far right means? I, I'm uh, to Bill Bill O'Reilly. Um, I think it means neo Nazis. Yeah, that's what I think it means to him. But it doesn't mean that to me because neo Nazis are not far right; they're far left. Pat Gray unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, great to have you here with us. 888-933-93. Yes, we have uh, tweets coming in here at Pat Unleashed. What if it's just the difference in verbiage? Maybe if people start saying it offends me instead of it goes against my beliefs, arbitrary success will follow from Andy. Uh, I guess, is that on the is that, is that concerning the the Christians that got thrown out of the yeah. gay shop? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Matthew, he says, uh, thanks for letting this liberal speak his mind again. Also, both of you should be Times Person of the Year just because you guys aren't Jeffy. Oh. Uh, that's a really good point. That's, Thank you. It speaks for itself. Thank you. Uh, and from Galloway Joshua, worst Christmas song ever is Christmas Donkey Song. Yeah, I've heard that from people. I I never hear that song. I don't, I'm not sure I know what it is. Dominic the donkey. It's horrible. I'm not sure I've ever heard it. Yeah, and some people actually on the Twitter are tweeting at Pat Unleashed that they love it. That they love it. Yeah, that happens with uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer too. Ugh, I, I so think it bad. depends on what you grow up with. I love all the Christmas music that my mom used to play, and so that's the Christmas music that I brought into my family and and my kids remember and um, my wife and I bring out every year. And then we added to that a little bit. And, and sure. so, uh, but I think, you know, your Christmas song bass is the stuff that you heard when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What, what, what are a few of your favorites that stand out? I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but. Uh, um, you know, right. I like all the traditional stuff from the Carpenters, Merry Christmas, Darling. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole Christmas, Christmas portrait, I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. That whole uh, CD is phenomenal. And the singing dogs. N- no singing dogs. What do no. You- I think no. you were just talking about traditional songs, right? Like that's the not classics. one. That's not one of them. Uh, I, I like Michael Bublé. All his oh, yeah, that's stuff. Good. Michael Bublé is awesome. Uh, I actually, if you're going to talk rock songs, because when I first got into radio, we used to play uh, Billy Squire's "Christmas Is the Time to Say I Love You." I love that song. Uh, Extremes "Christmas Time Again." You ever heard that? Mm. Great song. Mm. Tremendous song. I don't know. Extreme was uh, broken up by Van Halen because they asked 
Gary Sharon, who was the lead singer, to join Van Halen, and they'd cut one album with him and fired him. And then Extreme never got back together, as that, far as I know. Oh, wait, is that the is that the band that plays that uh, something about words? It's more than words. More than words. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now I know you're talking. Wholehearted. More than yeah, words. Wholehearted. There mm-hmm. we go. Thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Um. So we've been we've been talking, keeping it light. We can talk about these traditions. We can talk about um. It's pretty much pretty much anything is fair game. Uh, all the old and new allegations, if you want to talk about the sexual harassment stuff, um, Jerusalem being made the capital of Israel, I, I don't know how many Americans actually care about that. It just doesn't seem like it, like Israel is uppermost on the minds of people uh, as much as maybe it should be. Uh, the gay wedding cake situation is being heard now by the Supreme Court, and based on what happened on Tuesday... The questions that the justices were asking of both sides, it looked pretty good yeah. for justice to maybe prevail there. Yeah. And we'll we, see. We don't find out till the end of June. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long time. It's I, a long wait. I want to go back real quick to the Jerusalem thing. I got to mm-hmm. thinking about this. Do you think that a Republican president making such a bold stand, which you know shouldn't be, but it is in this world, do you think that this might influence some of the Jewish vote going forward? That a Republican president put his stamp on Jerusalem being the official capital mm. of Israel? Uh, probably not. Okay. Because the, you know, so many of the Jews, what is it, 75% vote Democrat? Um, and I don't think that'll change uh, because of this maneuver. Um, and because they're liberal, a lot of American Jews don't seem to even be focused on mm. Israel. Yeah. It's a strange, strange situation. Um, also, Arizona GOP rep Trent Franks is resigning because he apparently asked two female staffers to be surrogates for his baby. Now, I don't, I don't know how that conversation takes place in the office place. I, I don't know how you even approach that. <laughs> I know. Let me ask you something. Hey, uh, <laughs> would you mind carrying my man seed for a while and and uh, let me impreg- impregnate with you? Uh, uh and then you carry that baby to term, and then once you've done all the work and gone through nine months of morning sickness and irritability and uncomfortableness, and once you finally give birth uh, through agony and pain, then I'll take that baby off your hands, and uh, and my wife and I will raise it. I, I'd like to. I would have liked to have been there for that conversation to see how that went. <laughs> it's just weird, man. Aren't there agencies that you can call and say, hey? You have a surrogate that can carry a baby to term for my my wife and I? I? I would think so. And were these conversations that involved his wife as well? I don't know. I keep wondering that. Like, in other words, hey. That I have uh, not heard. If, like, did his wife, did Trent Frank's wife know that he was going to go ask these women at work to I do this? I think this is a cop-out. You would think that his wife would have had to have been on board with it, right? Because if they said yes, well, then... Okay, you're, you're going to know who your baby's surrogate mother is. I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Good safety tip. Don't ask coworkers to be a surrogate for your baby. Now, I mean, maybe that's not a hard and fast rule in every place of business, but I think it's a good safety tip generally. 
Some of these people are so stupid. Yeah, I'd like to know how it went. How down. do you think that? How do you think you're going to get away with? It? How do you think that's going to go? Uh, also, they're digging up a Roy Moore quote from back in September and making it out like he enjoyed slavery or he wants slavery back. <laughs> what? Uh, back in September, the Los Angeles Times did a big profile of um, Roy Moore. This was before all the sexual allegations. And he was uh, going up against Luther Strange at the time. And in the article, uh, Roy Moore, there was an inter- interaction between Moore and an African-American attendee of one of his rallies. In response to the question from the only a- one of the only African-Americans in the audience who asked Moore when he thought America was last great, Moore acknowledged the nation's history of racial divisions but said... I think it was a great time. I think it was great at the time when families were united. Even though we had slavery, they cared for one another. Our families were strong. Our country had a direction. Okay, so they're making that into a pro-slavery quote. That means Roy Moore loved slavery. I mean, it's so stupid. But, I mean, I don't even know why you bring up slavery when you say, how, how about you just leave it at, I think it was great when families were united. When they cared for one another. How about that? Yeah, because if you pick any point in time, basically, mm-hmm. as your answer, then there's going to be something going on in the country that was, you know, less than positive. Like, if you just say, boy, <laughs> yes. I love growing up in the 50s. Oh, so you like segregation. Right. I mean, you can't, there's no, right. today. You just have to say, today. Oh, so when we have sexualized, there, you know what? You can't, don't answer it. Don't, they can't. There's not a good time. Never. No good time. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Graham in Georgia. You're on the blaze. Hi. Um, hi. Hi. So something that not too many people are talking about is that um yesterday uh for Pearl Harbor uh Remembrance Day, it's like um the French ambassador to the United States, Gerard Oran, and I do apologies if I didn't pronounce that correctly. Um, he tweeted out um, something that says, quote, in this Pearl Harbor Day, we should remember that the U.S. refused to side with France and U.K. to confront the fascist powers in the 1930s. And wow. everyone's like, this is the French ambassador to the United States. What are you doing? Wow. Yeah, I missed. I, I didn't uh, I didn't see that tweet. Uh, that's interesting. I wonder how much longer he'll be the French ambassador to the U.S., <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, Graham. Uh, strange tweet on Pearl Harbor Day. Yeah. By the way, this is the day uh, 76 years ago that we declared war and joined uh, the rest of the world in World War II. A mm. uh, day that we'll, you know, when he did the infamy speech. Armand in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, brother. Love, Pat. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. Thanks. Yeah, I still don't care. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got two things real quick. My my least favorite Christmas song is that stupid "Baby It's Cold Outside." Mm. I hate that song. It is song. so it's so mm-hmm. creepy, especially it is creepy. Today, uh, I can't stand it. Yeah, we talked about uh, we talked about that. I think uh, yesterday or the day before uh, about how it could be the theme song for the sexual uh, sexual harassment allegations right now. Uh, because yeah. the the guy keeps trying to get her to stay and blocking apparently her path to the door when she keeps saying she has to leave and she's telling him no. 
What was in that drink? And then what was in that drink? So he's spiking her drink, apparently, like Bill Cosby. Uh, it's a rape song. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And they play it all the time. They play it all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. Thanks, Armand. By, by the way, Kristen tweets out at you, and I have to completely agree with this. It's the Bruce Springsteen Merry Christmas Baby song. That is horrifically bad. Uh, any, either any of those. Of Santa Bruce, Claus is coming yes, to town. That's what I hate it's so just much like, from him. He doesn't care. It just it's it's just not good, and it it's overplayed every Christmas season, and Poor. especially on on stations. If you listen to top forty stations, mm-hmm. they, they've got so few songs they can play. So you're going to play Mariah Carey. You're going to play Bruce Springsteen. You're going to play Paul McCartney. You're going to play John Lennon. Mm-hmm. It's that's all you've got, right? Unless you're a, a soft rock station or a station that plays Christmas music nonstop, yeah. then you've got the full spectrum. Yeah. Have you been playing the uh, walking around in women's underwear this year? I haven't heard it yet. Haven't I heard wonder. It. I bet oh. you anything. Oh, people are going. Uh, program, can you not see program directors going? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that stuff. Uh-huh. Is, you know what I've managed in a much different light now. Uh huh. I've managed to avoid uh, whams uh, last mm. Christmas. I gave, uh, you, I gave my you my heart. heart. I, I, I'm so far. There's a because it was last Christmas. Mm-hmm. He, he did give up he his, his heart. He gave his heart. That's right. And it was on kidneys? Christmas Day. <laughs> Liver. That's no. not funny because no, I mean perfect, he died. Though. It it's was it's perfect. It was last Christmas. Last Christmas. That he literally on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day gave us. Was that, was he his heart had attack. a heart attack. <laughs> was that last Christmas? Yeah, it was last Christmas. Christmas. He gave us his heart. The very next day, I gave it away. Mm-hmm. Wow. That this very year, nice. to save him from... He's not going to have any tears. I'll give tears. it to someone special. So he's taking it back and giving, giving it to it somebody to someone else. Special. Ugh, I don't want that thing. Well, after yeah. a year sitting around, I hope that in the fridge. Hang on to that one there, George. <laughs> 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 Anyhow. All right. Uh, we are joined now by Brad Stacks. <laughs> Am I still employed here? <laughs> I, I don't know. So I'll check... I better check email. <laughs> I wonder if the, you know, I was going to try to connect the heart to the ears, but I'm just going to move uh, on. No, you want to try that? Uh, well, no. you know, without a good functioning heart, uh-huh. you don't get the blood flow to the ears, See? which in fact, in See? turn, uh, allows you to create, it, it, ear, yeah, it's coming again. And hear whack. that song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody can hear that song, unless of course you have an earwax dam in your ear. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a, probably a better than having an earwax dam anywhere else in your body because then you wonder what you're doing. <laughs> but the thing is, if this time of year especially, you go into parties, maybe the kids are at school having a hard time hearing. In all seriousness, you got to get the ears clean. you got a couple of choices. you got the kits at the drugstore. They don't work. I, I'm here to tell you. I've tried them. Uh, you've got the doctors. You, you, know, you want to take a day off and pay all that money. Or you can go to usewaxrx.com. So many people actually sent me a message. Hey, this thing works. Hey. And it does what? work. So if you've used it, let me know. If you haven't used it, what are you waiting for? Go to usewaxrx.com. It's a three-step method. I think the squirt bottle is the key to it. You just have to try it for yourself. Of course, that pH conditioning rinse for soft and supple ears. Supple. Really puts like It's like the bow on the Christmas package. Uh-oh. If you think about it that way, use WaxRx.com. Use promo code radio for free shipping. Use WaxRx.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the other thing about uh, Last Christmas, which we were just talking about from George Michael. Please don't play it. Please don't play it. Listen to it very carefully mm-hmm. because he doesn't say gave. Last mm. Christmas, I gave you my heart. It's last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> Got I gave you my heart. That just drives me nuts every time I hear the song. <laughs> Why can't you say gave? I don't understand. I just Last I, Christmas, I, just... I gave you my heart. Uh, uh, that's that's definitely. I'm gonna see if I can find that. Bottom quick. of the barrel. No, the internet's not working. No, Pat. The internet's no, it's not working. working. Fine. The it's internet fine, is not working right now. You're no, gonna have to wait. Well. No, it's not working, I mean, man. The, the ad is playing. Yes. It's terrible. I but, hate this uh, song so much. No, you don't. Oh, no, please. you don't. Then I get to play the dogs. Please. Nobody. Ha- nobody hates Last Christmas. Yes. Nobody. Can I Come please on. play the dogs? No. Oh. oh, isn't this good? This is good. All right, listen for the listen for the word gave. See? See? Did I tell you? So here we go. Here it comes. One more time. I gave, I gave you my heart. I've never noticed that. Why? Why do you do that? That's, uh, it's irritating to me. That's a rough piece of audio right there for me. I'll tell you. Hate it. Uh, Jeremy in New Mexico, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, so I'm wondering if the uh, this whole, you know, this, this the whole witch hunt thing that's going on in Washington mm-hmm. um, with the Arizona, the Arizona representative who asked his uh office people you know if it could be you know a surrogate for him yeah and you know being one who my wife and i deal with infertility issues i'm like okay well maybe he has a good relationship and we don't know what it is but the problem is is why did he jump out to leave so quickly after that accusation i'm like it's not exactly like a horrible thing to ask a person but at the same time it's like are you creepy asking Mm, yeah you know? know yeah uh, so it's like, you know, it's you, it, the whole, this whole, everybody's got to have a scapegoat now so they can say, look, we, we're actually fighting against the sexual harassment and all this stuff. Because look what we did. We did this and this with our party. And it's like, oh my gosh, really? Wait a minute. Jeremy, 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 you just made me think of something here. What if, I'm serious, what if Paul Ryan has a list of Republicans that have done anything related to sex, even remotely? The Democrats have theirs, and they're just going to ping pong back and forth, and whoever's the last one come next November is the one that's going to look at the worst part. We got rid of it. You only had five, so that means we're better. Oh my goodness! I think you're on to something yeah. here. <laughs> but hey, on a, on a lighter note, though, mm-hmm. with the whole, with the with with the Christmas thing, it's not Christmas to me until I see Hans Gruber fall off a of Nakatomi Plaza. Until you see Hans Gruber. Fall off, fall off of, of Nakatomi, Nakatomi Plaza, Plaza. which is a reference to a movie, I guess, or Die what? Hard. Die Hard. Okay. Oh, I just thank you. I'm like, why do I know that name? And I go to YouTube and I type in Hans Gruber, and I'm like, oh yes, that's a Christmas movie. Right. Agreed. It's a Christmas movie. Well, it takes place at Christmas time. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Michael in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, Pat. Yeah. Um, I've heard you guys uh, over the last week talk about women in the workplace, and uh, I worked up a eight-point guide for women in the workplace. 
and uh, I'd like to read it to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, when you're in your boss's office and suddenly you're counting how many fibers per square inch is in the rug, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. Okay. Two, when you see the flash of a zipper, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. Yes. Three, when your boss pulls out a spatula and asks you if you know what the anti-mima treatment is, you could be in the presence <laughs> of a sexual predator. Uh-huh. Four, when your boss asks you if you'd like some popcorn <laughs> from a bag on his lap, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. All right. When you see junk and you're not in a garage sale, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. Mm -hmm. Six, if you see clothing with pictures of small fruit on them, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. Number seven. Seven, if your hair is stiff and you didn't use Aquanet, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. And number eight. And number eight, <laughs> when your boss asks you if you like kielbasa and you don't see a George Foreman grill, you could be in the presence of a sexual predator. All right. So... In essence, to all the above, uh -huh. the uh, idea is to say no and leave. Yes. All right. Uh, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, so we're done, Michael? Yes, we're done. Okay. We're, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Good. I just wanted to yeah, he's, yeah, come back to earth here. It's a good list, though. I mean, you might be. You might be. Safety tips, right? The point is, though, uh, when that kind of stuff happens, say something. Get out of the situation. You know, too many, too many times women say, I was, I was afraid or I was confused or I didn't know what to do. Well, if somebody like Matt Lauer is telling you to take, take off your blouse, you're, you say no to him. No! I'm married and you're married, Matt. I'm not taking off my blouse. By the way, even if we weren't married, I'm not taking off my blouse. Okay? Hmm. I, I, it's just, it's unbelievable. How many times we hear, well, I, I didn't say anything, and then 20 years later, and now you're upset about it. It's, it's, it's a strange situation. Uh, Susan in Rhode Island, welcome to The Blaze. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's your friendly Italian-American from Rhode Island calling. Great. <laughs> um, I have a little story about my favorite Christmas carol. It's okay. always been my favorite Christmas carol, but about 10 years ago, I'm driving down the road, and it was when I could still drive, before I lost the sight in my left eye due to a six-day coma three years ago, but that's a whole other story. Mm. And when I heard this particular rendition of this carol, I had to pull over because it brought tears to my eyes. And it's Mannheim Steamroller's Silent Night. And to me, that just conjures up what that night is all about. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Beautiful rendition. Uh, beautiful. It is. Thank you, Susan. Appreciate it. 888-900-3393. Matt in Indiana. Welcome to the Blaze. Thank you, Pat. Happy mm -hmm. day to you. You too. Um, Christmas tradition. For 25 years, uh, my wife and now my kids have gone out to a tree farm, to my grandfather's bow saw, cut our tree down, put it up, and fall asleep watching It's a Wonderful Life. The goal is to make it to the swimming pool scene. Um, not able to make it to the end anymore. <laughs> And uh, you're always favorite, asleep by the end, yes, sir. Yeah, okay. And uh, favorite <laughs> song is Anne Murray's Oh Holy Night, okay. Wow, Anne Murray, that's uh, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, you don't hear it much on the radio, no, you really don't. Uh, you don't hear her at all anymore. Uh, appreciate the call, thanks, Matt. I uh, hardly anybody, it seems, still goes out and gets their own tree. Hmm. I, I love that tradition, though. My, my dad used to do that every year when I was when I was little, we'd go out to the 
the forests of Montana, mm. probably in a national forest because that's all that's surrounded say, Helena, Montana. I mean, who owns the tree? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where to go. I think they were courtesy of the federal government. <laughs> I think that was now that I think about it. uh, I think they were property of the federal government. Yeah, (laughs) I tell you, man, we we like the idea, the idea of a live tree in our house. But we haven't had a live tree since a warm Christmas in Charleston, South Carolina, when I got all the presents out from under the tree and there were bugs crawling everywhere that had been living infestation of that tree it was a nightmare i just took the tree and shoved it out the back door i used to insist on a live tree every year and then you know at some point you realize the pine needle droppage Mm -hmm. the drying out of the tree you know three weeks before christmas uh the fire hazard it's just not worth it yeah because and then you take it out at the end of the year and it's it's everywhere in your house you're finding pine needles in your in April, in every orifice in April. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to, and so. <laughs> well, you see, like that's the that's the problem here. You want to start celebrating Christmas as early as possible. Yeah. But if you do the live tree, you then, can't. Then by Christmas morning, man, it is nasty. Yeah. No doubt about it. So yeah, it's it's just it's just more convenient uh, to just have a tree that you just pull out every single year. I don't think anybody's been watering this tree right here in the studio. It's looking a little dry. It, it seems a little dry. To, to the touch. Need to, need to water it <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. Uh, 888-900-3393 with your uh, favorite Christmas songs and traditions or uh, anything else that's on your mind from the news this week. It's all fair game. 888-900-3393 on Pat Gray Unleashed. Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't know. A lot of people tell me this sounds like fat music. I, I don't know what they're talking about. I don't uh, get it. really. Um, but it does signal the beginning of uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. Let's go ahead, Jeffy. TGIF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TGIF. Listen, I have a list one through a hundred of how you might be a sexual predator. Uh, one, <laughs> if you're a man, you might be a sexual, might be a sexual predator. predator. Yeah. Two. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> repeat number one. And by the way, three. there's a hundred of these. Maybe we skip it. Maybe <laughs> maybe we hold it for for later. Just hold, yeah, hold it. We got yeah. yeah let's hold no, it but I mean, later. I've got like 97 more. It's... Yeah, I know. We'll get to them, but just do some other stuff right now. <laughs> 
dear Lord. So we've got some uh, pictures. Michael Grasso sent him some more pictures uh, from the California wildfires. Amazing. Uh, they forced 190,000 people out of their homes, still burning and growing. Uh, federal new fires in San Diego County have started. The latest uh, is over 200,000 people. More injuries. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really uh, bad. Some of, the, some of the pictures that Michael took uh, in L.A. were of just the finished product of what the fire left. Oof. And that's what you're looking at on Blaze Television right now. I mean, it's some of it is horrifying. Uh, 16 districts of schools closed. Uh, wind gusts in the region will be 35 to 55 miles per hour through Sunday. Please pray for rain. Boy, California. no kidding. It is mm. uh, it's unbelievable. 132,000 acres for the Thomas Fire, 15,000 for the Creek Fire, 7,000 for the Rye Fire, mm. 4,100 acres are burned for the Lilac Fire, the Skirball Fire, the Liberty Fire. I mean, the state is on fire. It is bad. I and mean, this I, is after uh, all the stuff wow. in Northern California. Yes. Burned right through that area. Yes. And caused all kinds of havoc, and now it's doing it the same thing in Southern California. Yeah, you, mean, made, you made the point yesterday. This is December. This isn't the middle yeah, of summer. It's, yeah, it's really bad. Well, oh they said that uh, because they – this is what they were saying, uh, you know, because they've got uh, a lot of rain uh, during the rainy season, that a lot of the underbrush uh, grew up. And because really? uh, and because of, uh, you know, there's no huh. there's no human – we can't touch any of that stuff. Right. Right? We can't go in and make sure it's okay. Not in California. Right. Uh, now, you know what? Uh, no, it's going to be on fire now. Wow. There you go. That was one of the one of the excuses that they were that they were using for that. So just well, be safe in California. Who man. was it that was saying global warming? Was that Nancy Pelosi? Probably. Uh, yeah, somebody's babbling about the fires are from global. Shut up. Oh Shut well, you know they. That. I mean, they're after the EPA guy, uh, right? This, this story I have in the stack today. The uh, EPA Scott Pruitt, uh, the agency chief. Uh, was uh, defended. Now, they're after him. Now, look, he's a big uh, non-believer uh, in global warming, mm-hmm. which is uh, a thumbs up to him. But if he was, he wouldn't be under fire like he is. Uh, I mean, they are uh, after him for his proposed rollbacks of environmental regulations uh, because uh, they're not climate change uh, evolved. And, uh, I mean, they've been questioned him, the Colorado Democrat, uh, Diana Gaudet, $25,000 he spent on a custom soundproof booth for making private phone calls. Now, if he believed in climate change, I bet you that'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had uh, he takes trips back and forth to his home, which he claims he pays, or it was the ones that are for work, he, the work pays for. Uh, no, uh, no, the, well, you have to justify every penny. Uh, Representative Tonko from New York, specific examples of an EPA grant recipient offering conflicted advice. Pruitt said, I can give you many examples of scientists who received grants over a period of time that were substantial, and it called into question the independence. Oh, uh, so we're ignoring the scientific consensus through downplaying of climate change and its approach to regulation. Uh, Yes, Uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, we don't believe in it. So, I mean, that's an example of if he was uh, believed in climate change, uh, Scott Pruitt would be fine. Oh, yeah. He would be fine. No yep. problem. Yeah. And you were also talking, as long as I'm reaching down to the bottom of the stack, you were talking about the uh, gay coffee shop uh, owner in uh, Seattle. Yeah, that, that was a really Christmas. bad one. That was a while ago. Yeah. And I remember. About two months ago It so. was, uh, that guy is a jerk. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, if you watch the video, I, I mean, I'll tweet the story out again. I remember tweeting it out when it happened. I mean, he treats them like dirt. Uh-huh. And he talks about uh, doing his boyfriend in front of him. Yeah. He talks about all Would kinds of stuff. Would you tolerate that? Well, no. Dude, it's I don't want to see anybody. It's illegal for you to come into your place of business and and do your boyfriend in front of us. Sorry. Do any of it. No, we're not going to talk because that's illegal. Right. Just because you're but gay because doesn't mean I, you get to do it. Right. Would you tolerate that if I if we broke down and, and right. we're like animals in front of you? No, we don't have no. to tolerate that. But what we are tolerating is the fact that you're gay and we're in here. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just a terrible it's, situation. It's amazing. And for some reason, it doesn't matter because no. they're discriminated against uh, as Christians. And so that yes, doesn't well, count. They were passing out flyers. Doesn't and count. And they were not passing out flyers in the store, no, they uh, in the coffee shop. They just came in and sat down right. to drink coffee. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I'll grant you. Okay, so he comes in and says, hey, I don't want you drinking in here. All right, fine. You know what? I don't want to give you business, money anyway. Yes. You know, no problem. I'm yeah. out of here. But the way he acted was just deplorable. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 mm-hmm. it just... Douchey. If it were reversed... Oh, boy. We'd hear about that in the news cycle for a week. More than that. Yeah. It, they'd still be talking about it. Yeah. Man, we'd be fried for that. I mean, that's just... It's unacceptable. So today's Friday, so, you know, it's food news. I mean, why? all I've got is a stack of food news. I mean, it's wow. Friday. Wait, hold on. You I'm have excited. a stack of food news? I know, it's news? a surprise. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'm thinking, well, you know, it's Friday. I normally don't, I don't, I don't normally discuss food, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I might as well for a little Wait, bit. Sure, I mean, yester- yesterday, I know I threw in, you know, the Oreo released its, uh, you know, Fruity Pebbles uh, as their secret flavor. Somebody's going to win 50 grand for that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Hello Kitty is going <laughs> to... What in the world? They're gonna, they're gonna have Hello Kitty wine now for the holidays. What? So be prepared for Hello Kitty wine okay. uh, for the holidays to get your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Yeah, that's always good to know. Pizza Hut uh, testing out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, delivering alcohol. You can get the six packs of beer with your pizza uh, wow. from Pizza Hut. That's good news, right? That's pretty neat. Yeah, anytime you can order takeout food and get. Uh, get alcohol, it's always good. Nothing bad could happen. Uh, McDonald's is uh, bringing back their legendary, according to the story, a dollar menu. Uh, they're looking for, a, they need some business. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're still cranking out dollars, but for McDonald's, they've been hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they're bringing back their dollar, $2, and $3 menu. And you know what? I bet you that helps. Probably. I bet it does. I thought the breakfast helped them a lot. I thought they were yeah. back on track because of the breakfast menu all um, day. Uh, and, and I and I truly believe that they were probably pretty close to that, but I mean, this will actually, I think, you know, mm-hmm. boost that. They got yeah. the sweet tea still for a dollar. A dollar, any size soft drink. All right, a cheeseburger, McChicken, sausage burrito. Here's a, a a hint for McDonald's. Maybe good food would help. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> Do you know what you're getting at McDonald's? Probably, okay, probably going oh, out too far on a limb. But it I'm sure thinking, is. I'm thinking serve good food. The, I, and Mr. I, you know, sorry to disappoint <laughs> you, Mr. Hoity Toity, but you know McDonald's is America. So you know what you're getting uh, at McDonald's. Yeah, garbage. No, you're it is not garbage. garbage. It's McDonald's food. You're getting garbage no, food. I, McDonald's. I disagree. I like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is great. McDonald's sucks. Uh, no, McDonald's does not suck. Yeah. McDonald's terrible. does not suck. It's you terrible. know what you're getting? The one yeah, good thing garbage. about... No, you're not. Yes, you are. And when you travel the country, uh-huh. you know when you stop at a McDonald's. Uh-huh. Yes, you're going to get garbage. Get. Jeffy's it's gonna not die garbage. On this hill here. It's <laughs> going to be icky. Whatever it is, it McDonald's is going to be bad. Oh, my gosh. So... You know not what you speak. Yeah, I know. You know not what you speak. I mean, I listen... Okay. Now you're. Now we're going to get down here because <laughs> he, now, now he, you pissed me. Because now, he, he, now, now oh, no. our president 
of the United States, uh-huh. Donald Trump likes McDonald's. Okay, Mr. Hoity Toity. Okay. All right. All right. You want to start with me again? <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay, so. <laughs> what do Cor- I care if Cor- Trump likes because, McDonald's? Because he's our president. Okay. Okay. But right. I know that he also apparently likes Andrew Jackson. They made a big deal about uh, Trump eating uh, McDonald's, you know, over the uh, campaign. But uh, did Trump's typical McDonald's order contained two Big Macs, mm-hmm. two fillet of fish sandwiches, and a milkshake. No, all at the same time. And now, according to this, it's that's twenty five hundred calories. But according to Corey Lewandowski, Trump doesn't eat the bread. He doesn't eat the bread for the sandwiches. So he's you know he's more kind of like a you know. Mm-hmm. Wait, was he use like a knife and a fork to cut up the meat and well, the you don't, fixins in there? Um, eat the sandwich. But the picture they have of him, he's eating fries. Corey doesn't mention the fries. Hmm. Yeah, the fries are probably 1,000 calories by themselves. He's got a Diet Coke there, so you're good. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, Melania was in Houston the other day, and she went to Whataburger. Which I thought, oh, you're going to be disappointed there too, hon. Uh, uh, that's, I got to tell you. I ain't going to work I tell for you. you. Whataburger is uh, a big Texas thing. Texans love it. They it's sure a big, do. big, big Texas they thing. They sure do. And I don't get it. I don't. I, I don't get I'd rather go I don't to get Whataburger. And you know what else is good, which I hadn't gone to, and I've and you hear from <laughs> West Coastians all the time, in and out burger, in and out burger. It's not good either. I don't like that I either. I got to tell you, I went I there like the it. other day. It was darn good. I don't like it. I, was for the, I mean, the in and out burger was, their fries were good. Well, I mean, yeah, but their hamburgers Good. are burned and they're tasteless, no, they're just like all the other fast food hamburgers. Pa- pa- Unless you can cook it to order and make it medium and juicy well, you don't want and it, big you don't and want delicious. It you want it raw. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. Do. No, I don't. I just want it good. I want for there to be flavor. You've cooked it's it fresh. all out. In-N-Out is fresh. Fresh <laughs> beef. Okay. All That's right. what it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Do you know the In and Out okay, burgers don't? When they, Go ahead. Move this on. This man is passionate with his He's food talk. Well, you're sure ticking me is. off with Mr. It's not good. Okay. All right. It's delicious. We all can't eat. Can we, we, we all can't now? put your bougie little French sauce on everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My bougie yeah, little your bougie French little fr- sauce. You know what the, I'm talking about. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Uh, you do eat like the uh, like a man of the people. That's okay. for sure. You do. That's great. Good news from Krispy Kreme. Uh, gingerbread donuts for the holiday are coming out. That might not be bad. Oh. Gingerbread donuts from wow, Krispy Kreme. Good. Where do you get those? Out of the oven. Might be I good. I love Krispy Kreme. Uh, it's called the place uh, Krispy Kreme. Well, but there's not a Krispy Kreme anywhere near here. <sighs> Pop-Tarts. Milkshake answer. flavors. Coming back. Gotta love that. Uh, vanilla milkshake and strawberry milkshake flavored pop tarts. Up, wow. yes. Wow. How do you Good. make a pop tart take a, taste like a milkshake? Uh, Dip it be... in a McDonald's chocolate shake. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I will say that I like Chick Fil A. I suppose. Well, I've got a Chick Fil A story in here too. Congratulations to Atlanta. Hmm. Uh, the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium is now has finally has a Chick Fil A inside. Well, inside. They've it. had it. Uh, well, <laughs> it's just been shuttered for. It's all been season. shuttered because uh, they don't open on Sundays. It's so last night oh, they finally so, played you know, on the, the Thursday night game. It was open, <laughs> but they are open for other events. Oh, okay. You know, they're they're open for other events. It's just depressing. not if you're a Falcons fan. It's depressing to walk through there on not a Sunday. Chick Fil A. Well, and then you got no no. Uh, and I got to tell Chick-fil-A. you, and actually, I got to believe, and I've been to stadiums where they've been closed like that on Sunday. You know, it kind of makes you like them more. Does me? Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they they have they're not even 
breaking down here. No, you're you honoring know, the Sabbath day yes. to keep it holy. They're That's saying, great. You'd think that you know, some of those businesses in today's world would say, yeah, we're closed on Sunday. We're just not at the stadiums because the NFL games are there. Right. And uh, no, you're right. You're absolutely When you right. see them close, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know what? They're walking the walk. Now, I will say it's a little talk. disappointing because I want the Chick-fil-A shake. And of course the, you do. <laughs> yes, of course you do. And, you know, I mean, that's yes, goes without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you settle for them being closed and then you just go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's largest Starbucks <laughs> is open. Uh, Disneyland for coffee lovers in Shanghai. Uh, 30,000 square feet of a Starbucks in Shanghai. So maybe the judge at Indiana was right. Uh, you know what? They can afford to uh, oh. suck up their stores, their tea stores. 30,000 square feet? <laughs> Starbucks? Uh, 3D printed tea bar, three different coffee bars, uh, including the Starbucks longest 88 feet uh, of a coffee bar. Uh, they're going to have their uh, newest acquisition, Princey, which is uh, uh, make their appearance in the Shanghai Roastery, the Italian bakery, cranking out at least 80 fresh baked items a day with your coffee and tea. Uh, uh-huh. So they're, you know, Starbucks, man. Wow. Yep. And uh, cheese. Cheese. <laughs> Eating cheese every day may be good for you. Maybe. How about that? Mm. Uh, the case for eating cheese is stronger than ever. Um, <clears throat> well, which may be, uh, you know, what uh, different from what people expect, but uh, the director of the uh, School of Medicine at Mount Sinai Medical Center, who was involved in the new analysis, people who consumed high levels of cheese had a 14% lower risk of developing uh, coronary heart disease and were 10% less likely to have a stroke than those who never ate cheese. If you stopped right there, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. But it goes on. Oh, no. I know. Uh, it's uh, The relationship is more U-shaped than linear, meaning that uh, the higher quantities of cheese, not necessarily better. Uh, the people who had the lowest risk, the people who are eating the about 40 grams a day, mm-hmm. which is about the size of a matchbook, uh, I can honestly say I don't know that I've ever eaten a matchbook size of cheese once. Have no. you ever eaten the matchbook size <laughs> of anything? I mean, probably geez, just a matchbook. a matchbook size of cheese. I mean, those are you know maybe at the when you go to the, the you know the foo foo places that give you little pieces of cheese, you have to take more than one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That is. That, come on now. Come on. Come on hey, now. are you going to be a part of the Facebook Live later today? Come on now. Yes, he is. Oh yes. Uh, yes. Today after the show, uh, you can join me, Jeffy. Are you going to be there, Keith? Uh, for Facebook Live, that'll happen uh, Facebook.com slash Pat Gray Unleashed or Facebook.com slash The Blaze. He's got to go hunt yeah, rats. do it there, too. He can't be here. <laughs> okay. He's got to go hunt. How's your rat hunting coming, by the it's, way? Uh, it's a bit of major fail. I got two big rat traps. I told you, don't they get were, the rat traps. You just asked me, and I want to tell you. Well, you they not, were you both tripped, but there was nothing gone but the bait. You gotta be kidding! And then the live cage was tripped as well. Did you do the peanut butter like they said with the starburst? I did. I think I think the mice got to the trap not, first. You didn't do what, I, what how I told you to fix it though, did you? All right. Well, no, oh. I looked for what you told me to look for, and it's not sold in America. What'd you tell him to look for? Uh, glue strips. No, not this glue strips. Glue strips with oh, poison. Well, no. I don't I, want two, to I approach told you two things. an alive strips, mouse and have to kill it with a and, shovel. Most of the poison, the decon stuff, comes with. Uh, an agent in it that dries them out and doesn't let them yeah, stay. And nothing, no, okay. nothing. So they, you know, it dries them out. They get some thirst. They mm-hmm. usually find them because they're looking for water. So you find them behind your washer or by this your dishwasher. Fascinating. But do you have another story? 
<laughs> but the glue strips. He's trying to help I, me, I've had a couple rat issues that really take me. Trying to help okay. a friend out. And you know? I know All glue right, strips but, are a little horrible for people because mm-hmm. the rat, you know, there it lays. They get caught on the glue strip, mm-hmm. and then they roll around, and sometimes right, they try to gnaw their leg off. Appreciate they, that. We're all. Out of but time. I'm just talking about how to uh, thank for you. Keith's rat problem. I'm Jeffy trying to help him out. Uh, on Pat Gray. I mean, you don't want to know about the rats. I, mean, I don't want to know about the rats. <laughs> Uh, If you do want to know about the filters, though, in your home that, uh, you know, especially if your furnace is kicking on now, because, I mean, we even kicked it on here the last few days. Uh, It was 23 degrees last night. I know. My wife reluctantly turned ours on. Yeah. I mean, it's getting cold. 21 where I live. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was uh, my pool water had to come on by itself last night because it was so cold. Otherwise, the whole thing would have frozen. Wait a second, a man of the people. Wait, what kicked on last night because it was so cold? Like, a pool is not a rich person's... Come on. Yeah, but it kicked on. No, I mean, people it was have so pools. Yes, they do. Yes, and they, they do. have pools where the waterfall uh, yes, kicks they on. Do. They sure do. Okay. Did, did Jose come in and let you know he started it? Or? No, okay. it started on its own. Okay. Because that's what it's told to do. <laughs> When it gets really cold. Otherwise, the pipes freeze. Which is good, right? That's yeah, what you want. And That's what you want. What, you want something that happens yes. automatically right. so you don't forget about it. Exactly right. Like filter by. Yeah. Because you go to filterby.com and it's really easy. You go, you search by size, by brand or Merv rating. If Even if you have a really weird size filter, they'll just literally make one for you. And when you set up auto delivery, like the auto... Coming on the thing water. of the waterfall. <laughs> sure. You let that one go. <laughs> you Stop. save 5% and you never have to worry about it again. Go to filterby.com today. Get the best price on top quality filters shipped free within 24 hours. That's filterby.com. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here. I am on the Blaze Radio Network, and it's great that you are as well. Uh, thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we're talking about whatever you want uh, today. It is it's Friday, so we can get we can delve into all the uh, sexual allegations against. Um, do you know they're talking about forty more Congress people, like uh, House of Representatives members or senators, that are going to be caught up in this thing? They think there's forty of them. Wow! If we could get forty. If we could get three congressmen to resign every week. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, we'd, in three or four years, we'd have the whole place <laughs> cleaned out. I kind of like the trajectory where this is going Talk now. about clear, clearing the swamp. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's what's happening right now. She's, there's this guy on uh, the Drudge Report. There's a photo of him. <laughs> it's a, uh, an ex-Russian soldier oh. who's been injecting his arms with some homemade sort of chemical. That is supposed to build up his biceps, and he's beca- he looks like Popeye, except his arms are about to explode. Oh, so like the literally. doctor says you, you need to stop injecting yourself; your arms are going to fall off, literally, or we're going to have to cut them off. 
because you're gonna it's gonna kill you. And he's still injecting himself. It's, oof, really? Oh. Uh, check that out. It's uh, maybe we should tweet that picture out. It's okay. really, it is freaky. Um, so we can talk about that. Uh, your favorite Christmas songs, Christmas traditions at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's also, of course, uh, the Department of Justice is finally going to open up an investigation on Planned Parenthood. This is long overdue. First of all, how are federal funds going to this agency that sells baby body parts, that harvests them, and then sells them for profit? Blatantly illegal, blatantly unconstitutional. They keep doing it. And then anytime a Republican says, hey, we're going to defund Planned Parenthood, all hell breaks loose. Oh, you want women to die? Well, no, that's why we want to close down Planned Parenthood. Because we'd like uh, more women to be born. Females will be that are born, you know, grow up into women. So I, I don't know if you're aware of that process, but it's uh, it's pretty scientific. It's pretty complicated. But if you allow them to be born, sometime down the road, they're going to become women. And you know what might happen? They may give birth to more women if you'll allow it. I don't know. Uh, it's quite a system. So they, they freak out every time you talk about it. And, and then you get these stars defending Planned Parenthood as if it's some holy land, as if it's sacred ground. <gasps> How dare you talk about defunding Planned Parenthood? Where will women go if they get sick? I don't know, a hospital? Mm. Emergency room? I don't know. A clinic? I don't, it, it, Planned Parenthood doesn't treat these women. I don't know if you're aware of that. They send them someplace to be treated. How about if they just go directly to the place? Ever heard of Google? Maybe Google could tell them where to go. <gasps> where will they get contraceptives? How about the drugstore? They cost about a quarter. Okay? About a quarter. So, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, you could shut down every Planned Parenthood in the world. You'll still have plenty, plenty of prophylactics to go around. I, thought, I promise. Wait a minute. I thought birth control was a human right. Well, it, it, of course it is, Keith. Yeah? But it's not available exclusively at Planned Parenthood. You can get it in other places. So I guess. Yeah. 888 thirty More Pat Gray Unleashed. Coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888 December 8th already. So when does the when does your hardcore like Christmas favorites, when do you break those out? Have you already done that? Uh, okay. I mean, are you deep into Christmas music at this point? Because yeah. I have been for about three weeks. Wow. Yeah. But I have not I haven't broken out the heavy duty hardcore Christmas movies yet. And we're just doing the, like, you know, you, we start out with the lighter stuff, like Miracle on 34th Street. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, 
Die Hard's the next one? Die Hard is not in our repertoire. No. What? A what Die Hard mean? is not in our repertoire. It's a classic. Yeah. It's, it's a Christmas classic. It's a heartwarming, mm-hmm. dare I say, heartwarming, it's a yeah. heartwarming mm-hmm. Christmas classic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. You're you're right about that. Uh, it's just that uh, we can't find it anywhere. So I, I, yeah, I, I you can borrow I can't mine. Find it. I can't. You just bring it over. No, I couldn't ask you to do that. I'd I'd lose it. And no, but it's like have literally it. your house is between my house and work. It's gonna be fine. I can either bring it by on the <laughs> no, way. No, you know me. Or... I I lose things and you never get them back. So, huh. uh, but it's almost <laughs> time for me to break out the "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah, it's getting pretty close to that time, mm-hmm. you know. Getting ready to watch Jimmy Stewart yeah. run all over the town. Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls. Merry Christmas, you old Bailey building alone. You're scrawly. That's what you are. You see, I, I I love it. My wife won't listen. She won't watch it because she hates the screaming. Wait, why did the movie stop? I was sitting here enjoying. Mary, don't you know me? Don't you know me, Mary? It's me. It's George. What are you? Are you, are you, are you working for Potter now? You see. Have you uh, have you been working on the Buffalo Girls song like I asked you to? Uh, not yet. No. We'll Why break not? that out next week because next week's our last week before okay. uh, we take off the rest of 2017. So we'll be gone for about uh, two weeks after next week. So a week from today, we'll be doing our big Christmas extravaganza. Now we're we're doing a Facebook Live uh, yes. right after this show today. We are. Mm-hmm. Any chance I can get you to do it for the audience over there? There's a chance. We'll Buffalo see. Girl. We'll see. Come out. Tonight. Depends on how you act between now and then. We'll see. Mm. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, so we're talking about Christmas traditions and, and songs, or you can you know get into any of the things that we've delved into uh, during the course of the week. Uh, some interesting new developments. There's been another accusation of uh, a big Hollywood director, Brian Singer, who directed the X-Men, he's been accused of raping a 17-year-old guy. Um, the alleged victim is Cesar Sanchez Guzman. And apparently Singer offered him in 2003 a tour of his yacht. <laughs> the old want to see my yacht trick. You never fall for that. Don't ever fall for that, kids. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, although I did three times last week alone. But wow. now I think I've learned my lesson. <laughs> you want to tour my yacht? So he did, and then uh, he says Singer cornered him in a room. This is a 17-year-old kid. Come on. And then Singer forced him to perform on him and then uh, allegedly raped him. You know, there's a lot of details left out. Like, I mean, so did you say no, or did you try to get away, or did you put up a fight, or how did that work? I I don't fully understand, but... um, We'll see how that works out now for uh, Singer, who I believe has already been fired from from wow. several movies. Sounds like Hollywood's trying to wrestle the spotlight away from uh, Congress. They they had taken the yes. lead this week, and now, <laughs> yes. now it's back in your court, Hollywood. Right. What else you got? Right. Ugh, terrible. Also, wolf whistling and sexist remarks could become hate crimes in London soon. Um, Notting, Nottinghamshire police saw sexist incidents like street harassment, verbal abuse, and taking photos without consent recorded as hate crimes, uh, and those would carry tougher penalties for offenders. Police believe halting misogynistic remarks 
could go towards lowering serious sexual violence and those crimes overall. So they're actually considering if you whistle at somebody, that's a hate crime. Are, are you kidding me? Wait, were you just whistling at me? No. You were just I was, demonstrating? Was in it. No, I was are you sure? Demonstrating. All right. In Britain, a hate crime is considered to be any incident where someone is targeted because of their identity, whether it be race, religion, sexual orientation, disability, or alternative subculture, like being a goth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that could happen in, in Britain. And the problem with that is it usually spreads here. Uh, this hysteria somewhere along the line has to be slowed down a little bit. All right, let's go to uh, TJ in Florida. TJ, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Good. Uh, but first, before I get to my topic, uh, you should know that it was a trick as soon as he said uh, yacht, because you know Jeffy would not be able to afford a yacht. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I was watching the uh, the first hour, you know, right towards the beginning. I saw Jeffy come in and noticed that he he's looking particularly fat lately. Uh, also noticed that shortly after he left, shortly after he left, uh, Brad came in uh-huh. and sat down in the same place that he was. He uh-huh. didn't do any sanitizing or anything. I need to get and find him, let him know that more than likely Jeffy just gabbed him a whole bunch of diseases. I mean, he probably gabbed him every single disease in the medical book. Gab him. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, TJ. Wow, he's been listening to the whole show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gab him a disease. <laughs> That's great. Rack him. What was that guy's name? Jim Rome. Oh, yeah, Jim Rome. <laughs> Rack him. If, if this was the Rome show, that, that caller would have been racked. Great. Uh, t- <laughs> Epic. <laughs> Is he still on the air? I, I, I never hear about Jim Rome anymore. I, I don't either, but um, I, I know he wanted to get into more talk instead of sports. Okay. Um, so I really? don't know if he branched out or if that was just huh. um, a That's fleeting a big mistake. moment in time. For sports guys, don't get into talk. Don't do it. Don't do it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Daryl in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat. Hey. hey, I just want to tell you about something I found on the internet one day. I was I was trying to find somebody that could perform uh, "Oh Holy Night" better than Martina McBride, and uh, after going through what was probably a hundred different people, I came up on one. It was just some young girl that was. Uh, it looked like she just done it in her home, you know. And uh, I listened to it, and it was the first time I've ever heard somebody do it better than Martina McBride, and. I got to reading the comments to see if there was anybody else that agreed with me on how good she was. And the first thing I read was, um, it's too bad she isn't with us anymore. So I, the first thing I'm thinking is, you know, uh, I, I, I can't believe this girl's got any fame. It looks like she's doing a home video. She's about 18. Mm-hmm. And then I find out this is uh, Christina Grimmie. I don't know if you've ever heard of her before or not. I don't think so. She, she was the young lady that was murdered the night before the nightclub incident in Orlando. Oh. Um, yeah, she was oh, on wow. the X Factor or whatever that talent show is with uh, Blake Shelton. Mm. But, uh, I, I didn't find that out until after I started researching it. But if you ever get a wow, chance. Wow, that's really like sad. Okay, well, and yeah, what's her, what's her name is. again? Christina Grimmy, I believe I'm saying it right. It's okay. A, but check that out. It's, it's I will. the best versions I've ever heard of it. Hmm. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the heads up. Let's go to Susan in Missouri. Susan, you're on the blaze. Hi. Uh, yeah. My uh, worst song is uh, Bruce 
Springsteen screaming anything. Yes, thank you. And my and my favorite song is Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. All right. That's a, my, my wife is a big fan of that as well. Um, but the Bruce Springsteen one that particularly drives me out of my mind is Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. I don't think Springsteen hits a single note in that song. I don't think I don't think he gets on one note during the entirety of that four and a half minute version. Yeah. And it's all you hear all Christmas. Yeah, you hear that one and Merry Christmas, baby. Oh, just kill oh, me! I hate right that. Now. I can't. Take How it. I hate that. Of course, I I just don't like Bruce Springsteen in general. So maybe I'm a little That's biased. True. So and, when you and, encroach yeah. on my holiday, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and you know his politics taint him a little bit with me. Yeah. And, but I I've never really been a fan of of his music, except Born to Run. I kind of like that. Um, but the rest of it is garbage. It's just it's plain out uh, plain garbage. The other one that I hate. It's kind of like Merry Christmas Baby is Santa Baby by Madonna. Okay, yes. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. Absolutely bad. Who programs these Christmas stations anyway? Uh, The same people who play the same song every hour and a half all day long. So, yeah, you can't trust them. Can't trust them as far as you throw them. Mm. Um, Do you still listen to the the Christmas stations or do you use Pandora or, you know... I'm going to make an admission for you, Pat. Mm-hmm. I don't seek out Christmas music. You don't? I just don't. Really? Now, you don't, your whole Christmas season, you don't care you don't seek have out the any? CDs in the car or the station and all this stuff. But if wow. I am in control, wow. I just. What are you, 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 you? Are you working for Potter now, Keith? Uh, is that what, what you're doing? You say? We'll see. Well, well Potter requires royalties. So if I were working for Potter, uh-huh. I'd be spinning these mm. discs all the time. Okay. Uh, no, but I, I just, I don't know. I, You're not a Christmas music fan. I, I, I'll tell you, I used to like putting mm. on in the background the Bing Crosby CD. Mm-hmm. Then I found out he was a wife beater, and I'm just like, ah, all right. Okay, so you know that's ruined. <laughs> so it's like. I don't know if that's confirmed. Oh, it's not? I think it's alleged. Oh. I don't know if it's absolutely confirmed. All right, confirmed. then I'll put on the Bing Crosby. You happy? Yeah. I, Yay. I, <laughs> Uh, Larry in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello, Pat. What's up? You are. Go ahead. Hey, first off, I need to admit I'm just trying to be hip and cool with the new slang here. Okay. But why the heck are we calling you Brillo, Pat? Is, does it have something to do with the way your beard grew in during No Shave November? <laughs> no, it's Brillo, as in it's Brother no, Love. It's That's his Brillo. rap name, man. Yeah, it's my rap oh. name. Uh, you oh. probably missed the story a few, a few weeks ago. Uh, Sean... Puffy Combs changed his name to Brother Love. Brother Love. And I was so impressed and taken by that. <laughs> and, it, you know, being the hip person I am, <clears throat> I changed my name to BLP or Brother Love Pat. Brolo. Brolo Pat. You got it now. Right. You got it? Anyway, All right. <laughs> got it. What about uh, Christmas music and favorite and least favorite Christmas song? Okay. And in my case, they're the same thing. A song my kids love, it's cute, it's awesome. When it comes on, they start singing. But by a couple weeks in, it is uh, You're Jerry done. Lewis and Lamb Chalk's song that will never end. Yeah. And it is uh, I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That would, I wouldn't like that the first time around. So <laughs> my hat's off to you for being able to put up with it for a little while. Uh, appreciate the call. Uh, Thanks, Larry. Uh, 888 Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Um, 
Yeah, we got, um, let me tell you about RidUZone. <clears throat> if, if diet and exercise are, of course, the basic formula for weight loss. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to be healthier, here's a supplement that really could help you. It's called RidUZone. It's an all-American company that offers a natural weight loss supplement extracted from olive oil. Why is that important? Because the OEA in the olive oil, highly concentrated metabolite of olive oil that's designed to aid in weight loss by helping your bo- your body feel full. Riduzone just sends that I'm full now message to your brain. So that regulates your appetite, which helps you control your body weight and your body fat metabolism. It is a non-stimulant. It's naturally present in the body, so it's not harmful. It's vegetarian, gluten-free, non-GMO, and it is a patented formula. Riduzone, very safe, FDA-accepted supplement. To learn more or to order yours, go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, and enter the promo code THEBLAZE to get 30% off a three-month supply. That's riduzone.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Like my group of Blake. Everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. Beginning to look and sound a lot like Christmas. Once again. So we're candy canes and silver lanes. Talking about uh, some of your Christmas traditions and favorite or least favorite Christmas songs. Uh, 888-933-93 with yours, Trish. Trisha in Ohio. Welcome to the blaze. Trisha, you there? For uh, the hippo. All I want for Christmas is a hippo. Yeah. That, yeah. That's one of your favorites or least favorites? Oh, it's a least favorite. Okay. Yeah. And and once you hear it, it's it sticks in your head forever. Yes. I'm trying desperately not to hear it. Uh, too late. Because I do not want that to happen. Thanks, Trisha. Thanks, Trisha. <laughs> I hate that song, too. Oh, man. Uh, the only one I hate maybe as much as that is the grandma got run over by a reindeer thing. That's oh, I just, just... I do not. Oh, I don't like it. Or the Jingle Dogs. What's wrong you with seem the Jingle to be fascinated Dogs, with. man? It's obnoxious. You know what? No, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna change my answer. Tell you what I do on Christmas time, Pat, when I'm trying to you know just get in the spirit. I just have one CD that just has the Jingle Dogs on repeat. It's just one track after another. Rough, 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 rough. Yeah, it's genius. Mm-hmm. Come on. I didn't think you could get any more obnoxious than you are the rest of the year, but you've you've uh, you've proven me wrong. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, Joe in Oregon, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat, big fan. Hey, thank you. Yeah, I like the Grinch song, the uh, You're a Rustler. That oh, song. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did call for Effort Friday. I think, you know, one thing that Trump could do, he's been rolling back some of those executive orders that would 
you know, drive the media insane is rename Mount McKinley back to Mount McKinley. <laughs> to, re- to rename Mount McKinley what? Back to Mount McKinley. Because he changed it to Denali or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That's and it, right. It, just, it wouldn't mean anything, but it would be hilarious <laughs> to see everybody just go insane. <laughs> I would like to see that happen. Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. Joe. Uh, that would be kind of fun because Trump is on a mission to just change everything that that Obama did. And it's really kind of fun. Uh, of course, the biggest thing, the, the Obamacare, that's still hanging out there. We're still waiting for that one to happen. He tried. Uh, but he did try. Mm. Uh, Rick in Florida, welcome to the blaze. Hey, am I on with Brolo and Three Mice Down? Indeed you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I went back and forth with Keith on uh, Twitter. Uh, he knows me as Dwarf Clone. I still haven't forgiven him for stealing our coach. but uh, He came home. No. <laughs> no. Anyway. <laughs> You're talking about Scott Frost going to Nebraska from UCF? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. But but we had an incredible season, and I'm sure happy did. for that. You think they'll beat uh, – you, are you expecting them to beat Auburn, or do you think they can do that? I think they can do that. I think they're better than people give them credit for. Yeah. Uh, they, they beat A&M in the Fiesta Bowl a few years back under O'Leary. So they've got mm. the talent, and, and you know there's probably a hundred uh, college t- coaches out there that would trade their team for our team. Oh yeah, it uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I so think that's accurate. I, I think I think they're better than people give them credit. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, They'll at least should be fun. Give them a run for their money. Yeah, should be fun. I'll be l- looking forward to it. Did we lose him? Hey. Okay, what? My my worst song for Christmas is anything done by Springsteen, Dylan, or an ex-Beatle. Okay, yes. They I can go along with that. Suck. <laughs> and my my personal favorite is Mannheim Steamroller's version of Still, Still, Still. Still, Still, Still. I don't even know if I know. I don't think I know that one. Hmm. You, uh, you ought to listen to it. It's, all it's right. a good one. But uh, I'm with Keith. I, I, I avoid Christmas. Well... I love Christmas carols, but I hate holiday music. There's a difference. Is that because of the sameness of it, or why, do you think? I, I like Christmas carols because it references what Christmas is, the birth of Christ and all that. Yes. I hate holiday music because it's all about jingle bells and reindeer and Santa right. and presents and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. And I appreciate the call. Thanks, Rick. I, I'm not a huge fan of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa's coming to town and all that stuff either. Um, but you mentioned uh, Springsteen and Dylan and former Beatles. That that theory also applies, and I agree with him on all of those. But how about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer's Greg Lake, who did a song called I Believe in Father Christmas, which is an anti-Christmas song. And for some reason... Radio stations all over the country play it every single year. Without listening to the lyrics, do you ever listen? It's like the Bruce Springsteen song, uh, Born in the USA, uh, on the 4th of July. It's an anti-American song that everybody plays at a patriotic, you know, 4th of July fireworks celebration. Mm -hmm. So somehow, Greg Lake got this song into uh, the lexicon of Christmas music when... I mean, you listen to the words of this thing. 
They said there, there'll be snow at Christmas. They said there'll be peace on earth. But instead, it just kept on raining. Veil of tears for the virgin birth. I remember one Christmas morning, a winter's light and a distant choir, and the peal of a bell, and that Christmas tree smell, and their eyes full of tinsel and fire. They sold me a dream of Christmas. They sold me a silent night. They told me a fairy tale till I believed in the Israelite. So you're saying that he doesn't exist. And this is a Christmas song? Yeah, I mean, it has the word Christmas in it, man. It's (laughs) by a guy we know from pop music, so let's put it in the rotation. Right, and that's unfortunately what everybody does. And I believed in Father Christmas, and I looked to the sky with excited eyes till I woke with a yawn in the first light of dawn, and I saw him and through his disguise. I, uh, wow. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yay! Thank you, Greg Lake. Appreciate that. That that was really fun. Uh, <laughs> all right. Jody in Utah, you're on the blaze. So I, I would never outright accuse Keith of being a godless animal, but I am going <laughs> to say he's smacking of communism real strongly he when sure he says is. he doesn't like Christmas music. Thank you. And Thank you for pointing I that just, out. It, it had to be said. I a real hard time. Mm-hmm. But for me, the, the biggest Christmas tradition <laughs> is watching Charlie Brown Christmas because there is something about Linus reciting Luke 2 that gets to me mm-hmm. every it's awesome. single year. Yeah. Yeah. And the sad thing is that only is played because it's been around for so long. You couldn't do that now. No, I think you're right. He quotes the Bible. Do you know that you almost couldn't do that back then? Uh They've they've talked before. George uh, Schultz has talked about how what a battle it was to get that portion of the cartoon through the censors uh, at CBS. I think it was. I think yeah. they were the initial mm-hmm. network. Appreciate the call, thanks, Jody. And they didn't want it either. They didn't want clear back in nineteen you know late fifties or early sixties. I don't remember when it first debuted, but he had a heck of a hard time getting that past the uh, CBS censors. Pretty amazing. Uh, even to you, a godless animal like yeah. you are, Keith. Right. That's got to be I even amazing. Enjoy that. That it, yeah, I enjoy yeah. that scene as well. I know. Uh, Sue in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, I love Gregorian chants. So any Gregorian chant, <laughs> especially Christmas ones, uh-huh. anything, any Christmas songs by Mel Torme, the ones I hate are the Alvin and the Chipmunk songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and any and anything with a big syrupy hillbilly twang, like I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. I don't like those. Thank either. you. All right, love your love your show. I love this kind of stuff. Thank, Thank you, you Sue. Appreciate it. The Gregorian chants. That's an unusual. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know that have. I actually yeah. like the Chipmunks one just because my kids do so much, and I actually made. I'll have you know, this godless animal <laughs> made a Christmas CD <laughs> that is actually interspersed between the tracks with just a little nugget of my kids, just a little brief thing of them talking about Christmas and stuff, and introducing mm-hmm. the next song. Mm-hmm. So. This godless animal put the work in mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Put the CD up and wash uh-huh. my hands of it. I'm done now. Thanks. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Matt Gray is here. 888 uh, Just kind of doing a lighter uh, Friday. Although, if, if you want to talk about uh, anything that happened during the course of the week, that's fair game as well. But we've been talking about uh, holiday traditions and your uh, favorite Christmas songs or the, the songs you like the least. Um, 888 Stu in New York. Welcome to The Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. W- love your show. Thank you. Uh, my favorite version of Oh Holy Night is Johnny Mathis, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think if I, I... We probably do have uh, the Johnny Mathis version of that song. Um, and I, yeah? I also, have, I also have a little tale of uh, sexual harassment I like to share. Okay. I was working as a cook in a restaurant, and I was with a waitress there. We were friends, and having a friendly little argument. I don't remember what it was about. And at some point she said, well, you can just kiss my butt. So I came out from behind, knelt down behind, uh, from behind the line, knelt down behind her and kissed oh, no. her butt. Don't, don't oh, no. Oh. oh, no. And oh, the humanity. Laughed. No, she laughed. She, you know, oh, she did a, laugh? Really? Yes, it was, it was a joke. Okay. I mean, you know. It did it? Was, uh, light, lighthearted. Did it ever backfire on you, or it was no, okay? No, no, nothing at all. Happened. Okay, it was good. Funny. All right, everybody left. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, thanks, Stu. I wouldn't try that today, frankly. Good no. safety tip: don't do that today. Those are some long odds that played off for you. Paid yeah, yeah. Uh, Doris in North Carolina, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, Stu or Pat. Sorry, Hi. that's all right. <laughs> I wanted to tell you a little story about my son has five daughters and. Mm. Uh, the oldest one is 19, and when she was about, oh, seven or eight, she was reading Little House on the Prairie books, and she told her dad she wanted to go in the woods and cut a tree. Well, they have scrubby woods around their place. So he went to town, bought a tree, went out, buried the, the trunk, and they all went out and got their tree in, and when she... Um, my my daughter-in-law said it looked like when they turned the corner and saw that tree out there, the only thing that was missing was a spotlight and an orchestra playing old Christmas tree. But the kids were so excited. Wow. <laughs> they they. Uh, but anyway, he's been doing that. The oldest is 19 and the youngest is 9, and he's been doing that every year for them. And I think it's just a sweet thing he's done for them. Yeah, that's really cool. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Doris. Mark in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, uh, hey um, I'm just calling. I've uh, listened to you and Glenn for a long time. Uh, love your show. I love your new show. Thank and, you. Uh, just calling out. You were talking earlier about uh, George Michael's not being able to pronounce. Yeah. Dang. Now, at the beginning, I've loved your show ever since it's come on, uh, but it's always bugged me that uh, either the electronic lady in the intro of your show, she pronounces your name Pant instead of Pat. <laughs> <laughs> really? I have never yeah, noticed that. Welcome to the Pant Gray Show. Is what it sounds like. I, I'll, we'll have to we'll have to check that out because I've and usually I'm kind of anal about that kind of stuff, pronunciations well, and things. Been, it's been I've like I said, huh. I've listened, but it's always just bugging me in the back of my mind every time I hear that. It's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, All right, we'll have to no, check that just, out. Yeah, <laughs> it just I just brought it up just because of the fact that you were t- you were talking about uh, George Michael's, and I was like. Wait a minute now. <laughs> so, all right. But yeah, I love your show. Thanks. Um, it's been great listening to you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, d- do we have that? Can we play that? 
All right. <clears throat> He's working to find that now. Uh, Tanya in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Hi. I have my top three Christmas songs I'd like to share with you. David Phelps, Oh Holy Night Will Blow You Away. Please Google it. It's beautiful. If you're not in tears by the end of it, you're a robot. Okay. Um, my second favorite is Mary Did You Know? And I think Winona Judd mm-hmm. sings that, and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my third is Next Time I Fall <laughs> in Love. See what she did? All See right. what she did there? She, she, she tricked us. <laughs> She just wanted to that, haunt us throughout is, the weekend. Is this Halloween trick or treat or is this Christmas time? Wow, was that, that was that was that was not nice. That was uh, sneaky. Tanya. Uh, thanks for the call. Sneaky, Tanya. She's trying to Iowa. put that in our head so uh, it sticks with us for days. Uh, I'm torn between trying to sing that song in my head or that George Michael song. Ugh, I gave you my heart. Uh, All right, let's go ahead and see if if she says pant gray. Here it is. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I don't know. That sounded like Pat, didn't it? Did it? Was there a, an in sound there? It was Pat-ish. I mean, it could have gone either way, depending on what you're huh. anticipating. I guess. One more time. Can you do it one more time? Oh boy! Or did you already put it away? Pant Gray. Here we go. We might have to go with that. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, maybe. I don't but know. We could we could maybe. change our marketing strategy. Pant Gray, you know. Pant Gray on Lee. Well, that's not. Maybe we don't. Uh, maybe not. I'm not gonna. Yeah, maybe that. not. No. Carl in Oklahoma, welcome to the Blaze. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, are you guys familiar with Bob Rivers' Twisted Christmas Tunes? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Brilliant. You think Christmas is out Bob Rivers, man? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> anything, brilliant stuff. Anything. Really good yeah. stuff. And, if, and of course, the uh, Canadian Brothers, the 12 Days of Christmas, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody's mentioned that one, but that, anyway. I haven't heard that's that all, in a really long time, but we used to play that all the oh, time in, in Montana. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, yeah. Carl. Appreciate it. Uh, Mike in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey, uh, the thing I wanted to say was uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Okay. The songs that uh, they play, you know, I mean, it's like, holy smolies, man. I mean, I've never been to their concerts, but I've seen them on the TV. And, yeah. And I've got a, a cousin whose um, daughter is playing in there playing violin and wait you have a you have a cousin whose daughter is in the trans-siberian orchestra yep wow huh. yeah but cool, when they come up to ohio huh. you know yeah i'm down here in texas right now but i'm from ohio <laughs> okay i come to texas and to escape the snow and damn we got snow <laughs> yeah that's amazing that's amazing that in south texas we got snow like that today Appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. Uh, It's interesting because my dentist's mailman's sister has a second cousin once removed who plays in Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, I think she plays the oboe. So uh, That was your dentist's mailman's (laughs) cousin's sister's sister's cousin's second second, twice twice removed. Uh, Went to school with. Yeah. And then she plays the oboe in in Mannheim Steamroller. 
Um, but Trans-Siberian Orchestra, uh, they are awesome. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to see them when they come to town, you really should because they rock. I mean, if you like your Christmas music sort of upbeat and uh, raucous, that's a good night for you. Yeah. Uh, Larry in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. I've got, I, I used to... Uh, <clears throat> Used to DJ at a Christian station locally here. Okay. here for a few years. Mm-hmm. A lot of songs we played that you won't hear elsewhere, but I think my favorite of all time is Scott Blackwell's It's Not About Santa. Sounds like a cool song. I'm, I'm not familiar with it, but uh, mm-hmm. is he a Christian artist? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, he, 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 well, he's the guy who's credited with uh, inventing the scratch. He was a DJ for years on East and West Coast. and uh, Really? With, with Christian music. Yes, sir. So that would have been quite a uh, while ago, right? Uh, What's his name? Yeah, uh, in, in Scott Blackwell. Huh. Uh, in Soul Records was his, his label. You wouldn't think the guy who invented the scratch would be a big Christian artist now. Uh, maybe, that, maybe, maybe you should think that. Maybe I've got a prejudice about uh, people who invent scratch music. I don't know. I should look into that and kind of dig deeply into myself. Hmm. Be a little introspective. Uh, thanks, Larry. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Are you seeing him on the I found him. I'm trying on to, the intranets. I'm trying to find some confirmation. On the interwebs. CJ in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, sir. How are you with that? Good. Hi. Yeah, I don't really care. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I really like you guys. I've been listening to you and Glenn uh, for a long time since you guys were at Fox. I uh, really like what you guys do. Thank you. Uh, but I just wanted to mention I had two uh, Christmas traditions my mom started when I was younger. I uh, figured you'd like. The first is uh, uh, something I think not enough people do anymore, and that was Santa only bought one or two presents. Okay. Yeah. And that no. was it. The rest mm. were from parents or family. You didn't. You only got so much. That way, you weren't greedy. Right. On your uh, Christmas list. Well, and the parents want some credit, right? <laughs> you want. Yeah, yeah. You want to be in and there somewhere. Know. It's not free. Mommy and daddy worked really hard to get you this cool Xbox. You right. Know? Yeah. Yep. And the other tradition we would do is every Christmas uh, we would uh, have a birthday cake or. Uh, Jesus on his birthday. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. That was a really cool one. Uh, I haven't done it with my kids, but uh, uh, we're going to be starting that this year again because it was a tradition I always enjoyed. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, CJ. Appreciate it. Uh, One of the things we do every year that I I like, and uh, not quite as regular with it as we used to be when the the kids were younger, but we have a manger scene. Our main manger scene, we take the three wise men from it and – put them somewhere else in the house away from the manger. And then every night before bed during the Christmas season, the kids move them closer to the manger because they're not there yet. You know, you get it like the wise men actually making the trip uh, to the baby Jesus. They don't ever accidentally end up in the trash can. Like no, they have like, Not so far. What's this little uh, character doing over here? Surprisingly, they haven't been broken uh, and and they've not wound up in the trash yet. Do the, so. do the three of them like hang out together as they're crossing the they do the, the rocky? Yeah, they, room they have to hang out together. Yeah, it's not like they go separate paths and say, no. "Gets there first, and Jesus, I'm first. And interestingly, the actual wise men, we don't even know if there were three. Hmm. Why do we assume there's three? Doesn't say that in the Bible. Just okay. says the wise men. What were there three gifts? 
that's probably why we so assume. So maybe, I mean, unless one guy was just like feeling extra generous and his camel had to carry all these <laughs> gifts by himself. It's like, oh, hell. It's a good point, Keith. It was the three gifts. That's why we assume there were three of them. And I'm a godless animal, I'll have you know. Right. Uh, Well, that goes without saying. Thank you. Uh, But there might have been 18 of them, and they all had gold, frankincense, and myrrh with them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or one of of the three. What if there were 18 wise men, Uh and there were only three gifts, but they had pulled their money together, and some people didn't hold (laughs) up their end of the bargain? We went in on this together, Jesus, uh, and uh, got you some... Frankincense. So you know how expensive that stuff is? Right. And think about it. If you're like the 18th wise man and you put in like a nickel or a ruble or whatever the heck, you know, back then. And it's like, hey, look, he's not going to know he's a baby. From all of us in the Orient. Happy birthday. (laughs) It's like, yeah, but he's Jesus. He's going to know you skimped on his gift, man. And and frankincense was. If you ever, if you look into... um, Frankincense as a gift, it was more valuable at the time than gold. It, It would take... They estimate that for the average person at that time, a gift of frankincense would cost a year's salary. That's what they used when you died, right? Or something. Yeah, some... it was it was some sort of scent that you used, uh, yes, for burial purposes and, and others. So would you? But hang I on don't. To that your whole life? I don't think it was for only burial purposes because I don't think you'd give that to a baby. That's what I'm wondering. Right. Like, do you have to hang on to this forever? <laughs> yeah. Like, all right. Uh, Let's see. Maintaining the skill. <gasps> You know what it is? It's like today's modern day facial cream, frankincense oil. We're, That's what I'm finding out right now on the internet. Next Friday, we, we announce that we're leaving this station. We're leaving this broadcast to sell frankincense. You were supposed to wait until next <laughs> Friday, man. This is a life changing move. Uh, I decided to do I thought it was really cool when, <sighs> when Al Franken announced right. that he was leaving in a couple of weeks or he was going to announce. I'm announcing that I'm going to announce that I'm retiring in the coming weeks. That's what it was, what we're doing now. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. is the blaze radio network and you can listen anywhere download the free app for your iphone or ipad now at the blaze.com slash radio pat gray returns on the blaze radio network This is actually a, uh, a song that Jessica Simpson did with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Eventually, they they show their musical chops later on in the song. If you haven't seen them live, hmm. take the opportunity when they come to a concert venue near you there's a lot of lights going on there too right at the concert lights yeah right? yeah oh yeah. yeah 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 okay i'd like to see that yeah they're good uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three talking your christmas traditions and um some of your favorite and least favorite christmas songs we were just looking up uh what you would do with frankincense right. today what do, you, what do you do with it here are the top eight uses of frankincense. Great. <laughs> Number one, mm-hmm. stress relieving bath soak. There you go. Okay. Uh, okay. You can understand that. You just dump it in your bath, and I don't know how it reduces your stress. You're 
you're laying in uh, water with some stuff in it. I, I don't know. I'm still thinking all the thoughts I was thinking anyway. Natural <laughs> household cleaner? <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> yes. Just because you get into a bathtub oh, doesn't this... mean that you stop thinking about all think the things of... stressing no. you out. Think about essential oils. <laughs> Look, if you just... It'll relieve your stress. The vapor, How? It just, no. That doesn't relieve my stress. I can gonna, smell anything. It's not going to relieve right? my stress. It's going to take away my brain because that's where my stress is, <laughs> Right. Man. The reason I'm staying up all night stressing over things is because it's in my head. It's not because I need a bath. Right. <laughs> so natural household cleaner, I would not expect wow. that. Okay. It's an antiseptic. Mm-hmm. It eliminates bacteria and viruses from your home. That's nice. kind of cool. Nice. Okay. It's a natural hygiene product. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I don't want to go any further than okay. that. Mm-hmm. Anti-aging and wrinkle fighter. Hello. It is a facial cream. Hello. Wow. There we go. <laughs> uh, it relieves symptoms of indigestion. Mm. If you have any digestive distress, such as gas, constipation, stomach aches, irritable bowel syndrome, uh, PMS, cramps, any of that stuff, frankincense oil can help relieve that stuff. Mm. That's pretty cool. It's a wonder drug here. It's also scar wound and stretch mark uh, remedy. It is natural cold or flu medicine. Goodness. What the heck? And it helps relieve inflammation and pain. I mean, what doesn't doesn't it do? It doesn't do laundry. Doesn't do laundry. Doesn't but make that's sandwiches. All. That's all. It does make sandwiches. It, oh, it does. It will not do your laundry. Oh, I didn't keep scrolling. You're right. It makes sandwiches <laughs> as well. <laughs> wow. Picks up the kit. Look at this. Yeah, this it's is- amazing. Yeah, if you need somebody to drive the home, the kids home from school, yeah, uh, and you're you're busy, uh-huh. uh, get, get your frankincense to do it. Oh, dang! Uh, <laughs> is it Rick in Kansas? Uh, welcome to the blaze. Yeah. Hi there. Hey, like like listening to you and like watching you folks. You do a hell of a job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that frankincense. Could you put that in a hand sprayer and spray down homeless people with it? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could. I don't know why <laughs> you would. That's the first but... thought that comes to mind, well, but sure. You know, it, it'd help them. It'd relieve some stress for right. them, I, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, might do that for the people spraying it. Right. Too. All right. Appreciate uh, uh, What else? My favorite singers have got to be uh, Miss Doris Day and Miss Martina McBride. Okay. Anything that those girls put out was tops. Okay. Uh, uh, Doris Day's pretty old school. Martina McBride, uh, a little more current, but uh, yeah, they're both good. Doris Day, Thanks, she's Rick. still around with us? Ah, hmm? uh, did she die last year? Let's before? see here. We're finding no, out. No, I think she's still alive. She's 95. Yeah, she's 95 wow. and still alive. Hmm. Andy in Louisiana, you're on the blaze. Hi. Merry Christmas, you BLP too. and the Godless Animal Keith. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Andy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have a favorite Christmas tune. It doesn't have any words to it, but the reason why I like it is because anytime it comes on, my kids go nuts. It's called Linus and Lucy. Hmm. And, and it's a Christmas song? In their words, it's, it is a Christmas song. And we have the, the MP3 player and the dock in the house, so we like put it on and jam to it, and they like dance around like little idiots. But hmm. it's, it's cute. Okay. Uh, I don't know it, but we'll have to look that one up. Cute, Thanks, Andy. Cute little Christmas idiots. <laughs> Don in New Hampshire, welcome to the Blaze. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Um, my favorite Christmas song is the one about the sexual harassment date rape song. Where oh yeah, the Mickey. Baby, it's cold outside. 
Yes, love okay. it. <laughs> Which, uh, whose version do you like best of that? I like the original version. And who does that one? Um, is it Frank Sinatra? Probably. Or, yeah, probably. Or, one of those guys. Maybe Bing Crosby, Frank Bing, Sinatra. Um, Dean? Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Dean I think Martin. Dean Martin. I don't know. I, yeah. They're all awesome. So I love that. But I hate the Christmas shoe song where the little kid's mom's dying at home. Oh, oh man. I mean, that's a shameless effort to rip your heart out every time. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate it. Uh, I do, too. I it every time. All right. Thanks, Don. Uh, they, they did a movie based on that song, too, the Christmas shoe thing. Um, I can't remember. Uh, who was in it? Oh, Rob Lowe is in that. He's mm. actually the kid whose mom died and he wanted the shoes, and then he grows up, and he has a chance to pass that along to a, a new um, little man, and I think he takes that opportunity to do it. Aww. Just as tear jerking as the original as the original song. Uh, Dan in Kentucky, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, um, I actually one of my favorite CDs, if you will, was the Glenn Beck presents Believe Again. That okay. was my. I used to listen to that every year with my family, and then for some reason Amazon decided that they didn't want to carry that anymore, and they actually took it out of my library. I didn't even get a refund. Really? Isn't that? Yeah, I know, right? Wow, that's yeah bizarre, huh? So I didn't. What it is? So I I didn't know they could even do that. Can they take things out of your uh, out of your uh, library? Huh? All right. I guess so because it's not mine anymore. I mean, like I said, I didn't see it hit my my uh, bank account. So it is what it is. But I love that CD. Yeah, it Um, is good. It's it's a really good one. Um, That's what. We, we played one of the songs um, earlier from that CD. It's David Osmond with one of the more incredible vocal performances I think I've ever heard of O Come All Ye Faithful. Really good stuff. It's from that CD. I think you can still download that, too. So you should go to iTunes and, and get that today. Uh, Bill in Ohio, welcome to The Blaze. Yeah, do you guys ever hear of uh, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas? No. My mother used to make me watch that. All It was a movie from uh, Jim Henson. It was a puppet movie. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, uh, good one? Is it something you like or something oh, you despise yeah, every year? Absolutely. She yeah? used to, I didn't. I didn't like it at first. She used to make us watch that all the time. <laughs> and then uh, it became a tradition, right? Well, she found it on DVD. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe twenty years ago. Yeah. And uh, gave it gave it to me as a gift. And now I make my son watch it. My wife can't <laughs> stand it. That's what happens. Forced tradition. Uh, thanks, Bill. <laughs> Appreciate it. We'll see you again Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll be right back here bright and early for you. Facebook Live! Oh, yeah. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand.